okay, so I can't believe they were so mad that they asked us to leave. I was just joking. I, you know, what's the big deal? Slaughtered lamb, choked chicken. Get a sense of humor, people. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think it was because of that star on the wall that you were questioning about, you know? Well, it was a penta what pentangle? It looked like a satanic thing to me. Pentecostal? What did you call it? <laughs> well, you know what? If they can't, they were so serious. I, I don't know. And why would you not have food? I know. It, well, it, it was a pub, right? I think yeah. you only can drink there. Well, nachos. Every pub has nachos. They didn't even have peanuts, though. I mean, come on now. I know. Whatever. And they weren't even cute. There was not a cute guy in there. <laughs> There wasn't even a cute lady in there. No, no, there really wasn't, was there? So no. It's getting darker and it's really cold out here. Yeah, I'm glad I brought these three jackets. <laughs> I mean, I look like a, a fucking snowman, but what the hell? At least I'm warm. Yeah, you, did, you did pack warmly for this thing. You sure did. I can't uh, believe you talked me into going to London. I mean, that's pure insanity right there. Well, but you know what? You're always down for an adventure and I thank you for that. Yeah. Well, what did they say? The, uh, stay away from stay away from the moans. Uh, oh, sorry. That was uh, the the more the Dudley Moore. The Moors. Oh, All right. Dudley right. Moore. Okay. Yeah. Right. right. And, and as long as we stay on this road, road, we're not on a road anymore. Oh fuck! Yeah, the ground is kind of squishy now. It is squishy, and it's getting darker. It's and like I'm stepping in urine, and not in a good way. No. No, not at all. And the moon is. So bright and full. Didn't they say watch out for the moon too? Like, yeah, I think they did, but I thought they meant like, you know, like mooning some. I was kind of excited about that. Ah, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I was, uh, I was just paying attention to that stupid ass star on the wall. That was really, really creepy. That's I thought it was creepy. cool. I was like all ready to hail Satan and everything. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, did you hear that? I hey did. Guys. What? Hey. Is that? That sounds oh, a, hey. little, a little bit like Kenny. That looks hey. like. Who are you two? Hey, guys, I know you. We can do it in London. Oh, he, oh, Kenny, you do not look good at all. Oh, no. He, he looks like a bag of hammered shit. I know. It's cold out here, too. And I'm, I'm not. I shouldn't be out in the cold what's, this way. What's up this with your way. eyes, man? Uh, it's an illness that I think I got from my dad. I think it's COVID. I don't think it's COVID. That's definitely not. COVID doesn't make you grow hair. Otherwise, I wouldn't be bald. There's <laughs> a lot of hair growing out of me right now. I don't really know what's going on because you just need to call somebody at the pub. I'm not going back there. Fuck that. No, <laughs> back there, but given one of your coats, he shouldn't be out here just nude like that. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Why are you what naked? I don't know. Just I was naked yesterday too when I was out here. What's I was out here naked yesterday. Were you at an orgy or some weird shit going on here? Because okay. I'm really angry and I don't get it. Oh. I'm getting fur. Like I'm just angry. Mark, dude, uh, there's there's really something wrong with Kenny, man. He he's I don't like, think I love you guys. Did you hear that? I heard that. What was it? 
could be a lot of things. Yeah? A coyote. There aren't any coyotes in England. I'm sorry I'm upsetting you, David, but you don't understand what's going on. I understand, all right. You're one of the undead, and I'm a werewolf. Yes, that's right. David, stop! I'm going to the police. Jack was right. Jack is dead! Yeah, Jack is dead, and six people are dead. There's going to be a full moon tonight. I'm going to the cops. Oh, be serious, would you? You can't let them go. Should the world know our business? It's murder, then. Then murder it is. Excuse me. I'm a werewolf. A werewolf? Naked American men stole my balloons. What? So from the trailer, we are going to be covering An American Werewolf in London from director John Landis, and it was from 1981. We've been hanging out in the early 80s a lot. We have been a lot. Um, now, before we get into this too, too much, John Landis. Kenny, are you a fan of Mr. Landis? I love John Landis. Now, I know some people are a little weird after the whole Twilight Zone situation, but I... Uh... Yeah, I love him. I love the Blues Brothers. I love all of his films. And I really like how American Werewolf is very different. So he did one sort of like in that sort of style that was, uh, what was Innocent Blood? Did you guys yeah, see? Yeah, 92. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm a big fan of Landis. I really like him. Yeah. And then, are, Rob, are you a, a Landis fan? I think so. I'm, I know I've heard that name before, but I'm not sure which movies it's attached to, actually. So so let me do a couple, and we'll see if you've seen any, which I'm betting you have. Yeah. So the, um, he, the first one that I'm familiar with was Schlock from 73, and then he did one called The Kentucky Fried Movie from 77, Animal House from 78. Okay, I saw that. All right, and then Kenny brought up Blues Brothers, and yep. also Trading Places with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and her breast. Okay, yep. All right, all right. And then the Twilight Zone, and then Kenny touched on this one, but I just want to kind of go back real quick. 
So Kenny, why was it, uh, why did you bring that one up? Well, um, there was uh, a scene in that film that they were shooting. It was mm-hmm. tor- It was the first segment of the film, actually. Yeah, um, a timeout segment was the name of this. Yes, yes, yeah. and there were they were doing a shot with a helicopter, mm-hmm. and there was a girl and a little boy, and the main actor was Vic Moreau, um, and something happened. Something got mixed up. A lot of people blame Landis because of him being arrogant. But the helicopter came down and killed all three of them. It decapitated all three of them, killed them. So he was in a trial for a lot of years and they were trying to figure out whose fault it was. And so a lot of people are kind of not that a lot of people don't like Landis because they feel like he's a he was the cause of that problem. So yeah. And then so just uh real quick, Vic Morrow, his daughter, do you know who that is, Kenny? Yes, yes I do. Who is it? From Fast Times at Richmond High. Uh, actually, what? How did I actually did forget her name? Um, oh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee, yes. Yeah. Star of Flesh and Blood, Rob. The one with Rutger Hauer and his little <laughs> G-string. And she was also a single white female. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a movie where Rutger's in a G-string and I missed it. It's Flesh and Blood. Yeah, it's a, a Paul Verhoeven. I'm checking that out later. Yeah, hello. I feel like. Well, I like this. I feel like there's not enough nerd in me to be on this show anymore because you guys know so much more about the movies than I do. That's why you're hanging with us. That's why you're chilling with the cool guys. <laughs> yeah, man. If we were on a music cast or your music show, I wouldn't know what the hell. I'm... Oh, yeah. yeah. No, hey, half good. the time, I don't even know what the hell I'm saying on that show. <laughs> I've listened to it. I'm lost. Sometimes I'm lost. Like, I don't, I'm like, this guy knows a lot about metal. Apparently, I don't thought I did and I don't. <laughs> I would just know the plasmatics. Um, <laughs> and then uh, he also did Amazon Women on the Moon, which I think Robin, uh, I have talked about a little bit. And then he did two episodes of the Masters of Horror. Is that- yes. Okay. Um, he did Dear Woman in 2005 and Family in 2006, but that's Mr. Landis. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, oh, I think Family might've been the one I liked most of that. Maybe it was Family. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I actually liked the show. I thought it was pretty cool. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, I love the whole show. I was just mean out of Landis. Um, Zero Woman was cool, but I liked Family. But yeah, I, I thought that show was great. Mick Garris produced that show and it was it's great. Who it was actually yeah, kind of just reminds me a lot of Lynn Shea, but with longer gray hair. <laughs> I think yeah. Was, anyway, um, so Kenny, you were asked this earlier and I kind of bypassed you. When was the first time you saw this? The first time I saw this, I I read a lot about it when I was a kid. And unfortunately, I was like 17 by the time I finally, 17, 18 by the time I finally saw it. And it's not really an awesome story. I wish it was, but I was, I wanted to see it. I heard, I read about, I read about it a lot and I just was dying to see it. And I went into back when there was something called uh an fye and and suncoast that was awesome i could buy i could buy movies and i found it for cheap and i freaked out and i went home and i love ever since uh, it was one of my favorites i love it i love it i love the soundtracks i love it got credence and van morrison yeah but no cat stevens but no cat stevens there's actually supposed to be the song in the beginning blue moon 
Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be Bob Dylan's version of Blue Moon, but he was going through that weird religious thing at the time and he didn't want it included, but that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. And then really Rob, cool. how about you? Um, I would have to say the first time, well, remember how, when we were talking about the howling and silver bullet, I had this friend who was really into werewolves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is probably about 1987, 88. And we basically got our hands on every werewolf movie that we could. And this was one of them. Oh yeah. So Hell yeah. yeah, just pop it in the VHS player and let it play. <laughs> Back in those great days, man. So now mine is a lot different. I'm older than you two, and I was not old enough to see it when it came out. But there was a theater, I think it was in Sunset Hills, but it was it was like only uh, real small. I think it only had two two screens and if we got lucky my dad would buy tickets for my friend jim and i and not jim and i but jim and i um we would go uh to see rated r movies um and my dad would buy the tickets so we got to see ordinary people and things like that but like i knew that i needed to see this desperately um, I loved werewolves, but I also loved David Naughton. And I was pretty sure, like, judging from things that I had, like, commercials, and um, I was an avid watcher of uh, sneak previews on Channel 9. They'd review movies. Oh, yeah. Pretty sure he was nude in it. And I thought, like, <laughs> I need to see this. And so I remember, like, I wasn't sure. Because, like, <laughs> people and things like that's a lot different than a horror movie. And my parents were really funny about that. And I pretty much had him talked into getting me the ticket. But then there was also that if you got the wrong um, person running the ticket counter, they wouldn't sell the sell the tickets to my dad unless he went in and my dad wasn't going to go see a, a movie. That just wasn't going to happen. Um, uh-huh. so the whole like, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And we got in and I was like, oh, my God. And then it like it lived up to everything I wanted. Like it was an awesome werewolf movie i got my naked david naughton fixed like it was just like for a little gay mark it was amazing very great and griffin dunn who's really oh, good in that. griffin yes griffin he plays jack yes jack yeah i didn't mean to i didn't mean to call you meatloaf jack right <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah um so and okay so i guess we we proceed from here then we good Always. <laughs> so, um, uh, and then I guess real quickly, Rick Baker did the uh, makeup in the in the uh, design creature design. Yes. All right, and yes. then now, Rob, are you a Rick Baker fan? Uh, can't really sit like the only real creature effects artist that I'm aware of is kind of like Stan Winston. <laughs> Like I said, I'm not nerdy. Hey, he directed Pumpkinhead, so that's cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to run through some things, and I think by the time we're done, you're going to realize that you're a bigger Rick Baker fan than you know. Okay, probably. All right, so from the 70s, I kind of chunked this up. So from the 70s, he did It's Alive with the the baby, the mutant baby. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Larry Cohen? Okay. I, I love It's Alive. I love the third yeah. one because it's got Karen Black in it, but that's a whole other story. Karen um, Black's great, yeah, yeah. always great. Um, and then Squirm from '76, which is the killer worm one. 
Oh, we were talking about that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Squirm. Um, and then he did Brian De Palma's The Fury with Amy Irving from Carrie and, um, oh, Andrew Stevens from uh, The Seduction. But in the 80s, this is where I think you might, well, I know for a fact you're going to know some of these. Um, without warning, Altered States, but he's uncredited for that one. He also did The Fun House, which I know for a fact that you're familiar with that one, and The Howling. Yep. Uh, he worked with Cronenberg on Videodrome. And get this, Rob, he did the werewolf TV show that we discussed. Oh, that one that showed up on Fox. Yes, exactly. And then from the 90s, he did matinee with Joe Dante. He did body bags. Um, and then he did two with Tim Burton. He did Ed Wood, which I love. And then he did Batman Forever, which I also love. Uh, he did the Frighteners, which we discussed um, mm -hmm. a little bit, not like to know about it. He did. I, now I know people hate this, but I absolutely love it. So I'm going to talk about it. He did the Psycho. Um, that Gus Van Zandt did in 90, uh, 98 with uh, Anne Hesch, God rest her soul. Yeah. yeah. And then in the 2000s, he did the Planet of the Apes one. Uh, he did The Ring. He did Curse with Wes Craven. And he did that Wolfman movie that you and I were talking about with Emily Blunt and Anthony Hopkins and some other. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, Curse with Christina Ricci. That's one of my favorites right there, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. Now, I think yeah. there's some first styles, too. So we can <laughs> this is something you guys could probably learn looking up, but in case nobody knows about it, uh, Rick Baker said that he wanted the Ed Wood makeup job so bad that he told Tim Burton if he could have it, he'd do it basically for free, basically for scale. And he said, unfortunately, Tim took him up on that and he barely got anything, but then he got an Oscar, so he was like, well, that's fine. It's worth it. <laughs> oh, that's... That's amazing. That's sweet. That's yeah. so cool. I love the movie. Yeah, dude, that's amazing. I loved Ed Wood. I think Ed Wood and Sleepy Hollow are my favorite Tim Burton films easily. I like Sleepy Hollow, but uh, Edward Scissorhands remains to this day one of my favorites. It's like, yes, yes. It makes me cry every time. I love Edward Scissorhands. Oh, yeah, I do too. Was, wasn't, wasn't that Vincent Price's last? Flip? Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, Vincent too. I also like um, Mars Attacks quite a bit. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's funny. People forget Mars Attacks and Planet of the Apes because they're not, they don't really feel, you know, like his films sometimes, but I love those. Who could ever forget a film that features Sarah Jessica Parker's head sewed to a chihuahua? <laughs> I know, right? Who the hell? Who? What's wrong with the world that doesn't I know. know about this? Who would forget that? Um, you guys, do you guys think it's about time for a, a new Mars Attacks picture? Oh, that'd be amazing. That would be amazing. I think every year is time for a new year, a new uh, Mars Attacks picture, actually. Okay. As long as it's not a reboot or a remake. Yeah, as long as it's a new one, a fresh perspective. Yeah, yeah just keep putting them out. Then uh, just really quick, the, the, we haven't gotten to the film yet, but like the, the opening of the film is dedicated to, um, excuse me, I became Peter Brady. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> it's dedicated to um, Jim, who's actually James C. O'Rourke. And I just wanted to mention that it was the producer of Schlock. So I thought that was kind of sweet that that uh, Mr. Landis dedicated to him. To him, yeah. That was yeah. really cool because Schlock was like the first chance he got to do something. Yes, so. exactly. So I, I just want to kind of put that in there. That was cool. Uh, yeah. And um, before we get into the film itself, just David, because you, you brought up Griffin Dunn. And then uh, real quick, David Naughton. Um, he did, let's see here. Um, he plays David Kessler in the movie. He did um, a TV show called Making It. Does anyone remember Making It? 
No. From 79? Okay. I remember it a little bit, but I remember there was, oh, the song making it? Yes, I was going to go there. Go for it, Kenny. Dude, okay, the song making it is hilarious because I heard it on, I think I watched Detroit Rock City. Yes, exactly. When I was a kid and I saw that, and that song was always goofy to me. And then up about six years ago, I find out it's Dave and Dawn. I'm like, what? What? Because I've grown up my whole life not only loving this film, but also making fun of the song. And I had no idea that they were connected to the same fucking guy. (laughs) In my mind, it was written specifically for me. It was a secret message from him to me. But anyway. I love it. I love it. Yeah, but no, it was a theme song for the TV show. They used it as well. But it, yeah, oh, okay. Did he make it for the show? Or? I just told you he made it for me. Oh, okay. that's right. That's right. That's right. He made yeah. it for. He yeah. made it for his one and only Mark. Right. Right. <laughs> for Chubby Mark. Um, Chubby no, Mark. But, um, but yeah, I don't know honestly, Kenny, if the song was first and they shoehorned it into the TV show or vice versa. That one I don't know. Right. right. So if David would like to personally reach out to me and tell me, I would love to hear from him. He needs to come on the show and sing that song for us. Just, just oh one God. more. Did you one guys? More. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go for it, Oh, I was wondering if you guys knew that uh, David Naughton was the star of the Dr. Pepper I'm a Pepper commercials, and he was let go because of his nude scenes in the movie. Exactly. Which to me, I'm like, that made me a Pepper. Wow. See, I knew about the Pepper, but I didn't know that's that he was let go because of. Oh yeah, they were very unhappy. I blame wow. him for the nude scenes of what film in American Werewolf? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He basically what? was nude like quite a lot in this film. Did you also know wow. doing this? Did did you also know that they had to hide his junk because he was supposed to be Jewish in the film, but he was not circumcised in real life, so they couldn't actually show his little Oh wow. I thought I saw me. I thought I saw a dick swinging while he was running though. <laughs> <laughs> if you did you need to freeze frame it and send me every possible <laughs> send him every frame it kind of <laughs> i don't know it was disappointing it looked like the statue of david <laughs> i don't care um i don't care at all and then just real quick he also did a movie from 83 uh amityville a new generation from 93 he did john carpenter's body bags um which I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's a fun little anthology, but he was in the gas station. I'm going to watch that because every damn day somebody mentions body bags to me. And I'm like, that's how that happens. Body bags. It's almost like everybody is connected. It's like, I I always hear like, you know, he's in body bags or he did body bags. There's a lot of people involved in body bags. Yeah. And he did uh, (laughs) ice cream man from 95. Not ringing a bell. Is that the one with Clint Howard? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then he did a Sharknado. He did Sharknado 5 Global Swarming in 2017. Well, I mean, all three of us did Sharknados. So. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but still cool. <laughs> I, I was the one who stood next to Tara Reed with my nipple out. <laughs> I loved it. And then um, you mentioned Jack, who's Griffin Dunn. Yeah. See, I got yes. that mixed up right there. Um, the first time I saw that movie... I had only seen Griffin Dunn in one other film, and that was with him and Madonna. <gasps> yeah. And what was the movie? I forgot the name of it. but it, Who's it w- That Girl? Who's That Girl? That's what it was? Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah see, man. Oh, uh, 87. Yeah. I'm a child of the 80s. What can I say? 
Uh, anyway, mm. so yeah, I thought but... Griffin Dunn was the star of the film, and he was the you one were... running around nude. And his friend was his friend David Naughton was Jack, and so I had everything backwards. So, uh, dude, you're such a child of the '80s because, like, every time I think of like early metal or something like Blue October, I'm like, you know who hates that? Bobby. He's, a metal <laughs> guy. He's an '80s metal guy. <laughs> so you're more of a King Diamond guy than a fucking Blue October person. Yeah, Motley Crue, Judas Priest, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, you're a total 80s metal dude. Vixen. Yeah. Oh my god, Vixen. Wow. I like how you guys got quiet on me. You just you just took it way, <laughs> way back, my friend. Really? Shit. Yeah, you took it way too way too far back. We were like, what? What? <laughs> um now I actually thought, Rob, that you were gonna say after hours. Did you ever see that one with him? Um, it doesn't ring a bell. I might well, have seen it. You would love that one, Bobby. You got yeah, fucking watch that. Too. Yeah, it's a Martin Scorsese film, but I think you would like that too. Is I, that I, when? Oh, is that? Um, let's see. I'm thinking uh, he he's a type of security guard or something, like a night shift kind of worker, or am I thinking of something else? Hello. I don't know. He might be actually referring to night shift. I don't know. Um, but well, well, he's, basically- he's a word processor. Yeah, it's basically it's it's a it's one man's night yeah, through New York City. Yeah, one man's Oh go ahead. I'm sorry, ex- Kenny. Sorry. Oh, you're okay. It's just one man's experience through New York City is what that film's really about. And I don't know if you agree, Mark, but when I was watching it, I was like, This movie, it's not even a horror movie, but like I'm I'm a nervous wreck. It's yeah, like exactly. yeah. yeah. Every character seemed like they were insane. It yeah, and Rosanna Arquette's in it. Yeah. Um, both uh, Tommy Chong and Cheech uh, Cheech Marin are in it. Uh, Lin- again, Linda Fior- Fiorentino is in it, who I love her. Um, yeah. It's got just a really big cast, but it's really fun. I think you would like it. I, I really think you would enjoy it. Oh, and my Cheech- friend, my friend, Dick Miller. Yeah, Cheech and Chong is in there too, Rob. So. Ah, yeah. Gotta love Cheech and Chong. Yeah, I gotta check that out. Oh, and Catherine O'Hara, who I worship. I worship Catherine O'Hara. Oh, yeah, she's gorgeous. Isn't she the one you talking? She's in Beetlejuice, right? Yeah, exactly. The mom. Yeah. Oh, she's beautiful, Lydia's isn't she? Yeah, Lydia's yes. Yeah. Um, but so uh, Griffin Dunn. Now, the fan with Lauren Bacall from the 80, 81. Does that mean anything to you guys? Yeah, yeah, I know that one. Okay, I've like not seen it so long. But... Um, now I have to talk about this, not necessarily because it's a good movie, but. It reminded me of uh, the uh, the blind gentleman who goes to see the movie in Demon. Oh, so I'm going to go okay. see this movie called Straight Talk that he's in with Dolly Parton. But I, my son and I, it was uh, a theater. I forget the name of it, but it's in Herman, Missouri. And it was actually, the money was donated by Walt Disney because he had some kind of brief stay in Herman, Missouri. But all they would do is show Disney films or like Touchstone or anything they had to do with Disney. Anyway, Straight Talk is a production of uh, 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 Disney. So this woman was there with another woman. But this woman, I guess, was very hard of hearing. So the other woman was basically just reading or saying all the dialogue as it was going with the movie. It was the most annoying thing ever. So I wanted to bring up Straight Talk with Dolly Parton because 
Griffin Dunn was also in that. Oh, I haven't. I don't even think I've heard of that one. I'm not seeing it really. There's a lot yeah. of shit. I've Dolly Parton, like a, a radio DJ, like you would call in, like a talk post kind of thing. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I was getting ready to scream by the end because, like, every single line of dialogue, the woman had to tell the other woman because she could yeah. not. I also know that Griffin Dunn, I think he's in it, but I know that he directed Practical Magic. I don't know if he's yes. directed it. I don't yeah. know if he directed anything else, but I know he directed Practical Magic. Yeah, I didn't do any of the directorial stuff. I just did the acting stuff, but you're absolutely right. He did Practical Magic with uh, Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. With her new nose. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole Kidman and her new nose. And yep, I'm going to surprise you again because I've actually seen that movie. Oh, that does not surprise me. I could totally see you watching that one. I could totally see that. Oh, okay. I thought yeah, I can't see you liking it, but we can see you watching it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I liked it. I actually did like it. Oh, cool. Did you practice it? Did you practice your practical magic after seeing it? Um, no, because I, I wasn't ready for it at that time. I think I got into it a little bit later. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, he wasn't ready to get demons from the underlord open until he was like 30. <laughs> now he does it all the time. <laughs> exactly. You're like, I don't want to go out. I'm not going to call Uber Eats. I just need a demon. Well, it, it was Witches <laughs> of Eastwick that actually had me summoning oh. the Dark Lord. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, but I don't want my Dark Lord to be Jack Nicholson, per se. I don't know. I kind of like Jack. He, he's really cool. Oh, I like him, but I don't like him. If I'm going to have a Dark Lord, it's not going to be Jack Nicholson. I would want. Who would I want? Abe Pierce shuffling around in like a bathrobe and flipper <laughs> oh man apagoda should have played satan if he didn't he should have oh, yeah. oh that'd been amazing you know what when uh george burns did that oh god you devil and he played like uh god and satan i thought that was pretty cool yeah yes exactly yeah. exactly well i still want to know who my satan's gonna be i'll let you know later i'll think about throughout the cast okay we're gonna recast <laughs> satan Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> um, so, and then real quick, because Griffin comes from like a, a, a like a Hollywood family, his father was Dominic Dunn? Yeah. I don't know much about his father, but I unfortunately know a lot about his sister. Exactly. We're going to get there, too. So yeah. <laughs> his dad, um, he was involved with the boys in the band from the 70s um, TV show. Uh, and then... Oh, wow. Angelo Angelia Jolie's film uh, The Changeling from 2008. He was an actor in that. And then Kenny, I'm going to slide it over to you then. Um. Oh yeah, his his sister, who's what was her name was Dominique. Dom was it Dominique Dunn? Dominique Dunn, uh huh. Yeah, and her. she was murdered unfortunately. Now she was in was it Poltergeist? Correct, and Diary of a Teenage Hitchhiker from '79. Yeah, she was a good actress, and unfortunately she was taken before her time was it a boyfriend that murdered her yeah like an ex-boyfriend yeah ex-boyfriend so that's yeah. a shame yeah shame. yeah and she had also done uh, like episodes of family and heart to heart and fame Chips. yeah and some people mention like oh it's that poltergeist curse yes yeah, <laughs> right because she would have been like the first one to be honest with you if you're yeah. gonna her out yeah but anyway i i love her and i love her in the movie and i just wanted to mention her because I yes know. absolutely yeah um so that's kind of the main people until we get a little bit further so now let's actually talk about what's going on in the film <laughs> it reminds me i saw a meme the other day that talked it said this is how podcasts start it said 40 minutes in all right let's dive right, into it right. so 
we open up with our uh, our two gentlemen, Jack and David, and they're in a truck. Uh, and then the the gentleman drops them off, uh, like kind of a crossroads. It's like East, East Proctor and Lee Shire and Irwood. And he warns them to keep off the moors, stick to the roads. Uh, and um, they're bemoaning the fact, or Jack's bemoaning the fact that they could have been in Italy, um, but instead they're here. And they, they're mentioning Debbie Klein. We should mention that there's just sprinkled all throughout this movie. You can look for uh, Wolfman, Lon Chaney references. Yes, yes, yes. And it, it's nightfall and they head into the slaughtered lamb. Which yes. I love because it's a picture. I think of I saw a... you guys close to there the recently. <laughs> yeah, our hangouts, our hangout. Yeah. It's a picture of a wolf with like a a very <laughs> a wonderfully drawn wolf looking vicious as hell. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it did, didn't it? Yes. And then, so once inside, they see the the pentangle, and then the, the little dripping uh, candles on either side of it. Uh, and then we meet Gladys. Just really quick, that was Lila K. And she was in See No Evil with Mia Farrow? No? Yes. Okay, good. Thank you, Kenny. And, then, and then The Canterville Ghost, which I like that one too, was a, a TV movie from 86. But just real quick, because I love her so much, I just want to talk about her real quick. Anyway. I saw Canterville Ghost recently, because it was it's it's on Disney+. Plus. Oh, that's, that's awesome. But yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, a spooky one. Very family-friendly. Um, but anyway, the, the arrival kind of, uh, kind of quiets things down for a little bit. And then, uh, Jack makes the mistake of asking about the pentangle and, uh, the dart thrower misses his throw and, uh, kind of sets, sets the tone for the, uh, rest of the, uh, meeting at the pub. Yeah. It's a lot like the pub in Horror of Dracula where they're like, mind your business. It is very much like that. Yes, exactly. I mistakenly I rented the wrong horror of Dracula. I should have checked the spelling. Oh, so it was horror of there. Dracula. Yeah, I'm like, what's with all this? Like, yeah, he's like, so I, I got gay Dracula again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's a mis- like it's a mistake, Mark. <laughs> I know. If it keeps happening, it's not a mistake. Clearly. <laughs> um, so they basically kind of just they're like you need to go and they're not offering them anything. They're being very cold to them. So the boys just kind of, you know, take off on their own out, out on the road, but very quickly, like really quickly, they're off that road and they're into the moors. Yeah. And how, how do they, like, is it because they're too busy talking and trying to get out of the rain that they just kind of, you know, end up off the road in the moors? Yeah. But Walt's like, that was like a second. Yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, he's like, they were paying attention for like a minute and now they're in the moors. Yeah, and how yeah. far from the pub were they anyhow? Yeah, it seemed like, well. Maybe that was a cut. Maybe it's a jump, time cut. I don't know, but yeah, it did seem kind of. But like, honestly. Weren't we just at the pub? Yeah, but what, what transpires almost seems like maybe they weren't that far because, you know, after the you know, upcoming attack, it seems like the, the men are all there pretty quick. Right. And they've got their yeah. guns ready. Like, was it because of Gladys, the, the barmaid who said, don't let them go out there by themselves. And then, yeah, you know, really did one. yeah. she kind of talked the community into it to protect yeah. them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But I like how, uh, when they hear the howl, <laughs> they're like, is it a coyote? 
And then the one guy's like, no, it's the Hound of Baskerville. <laughs> we do, they don't have coyotes in England. <laughs> right. And then the one guy's like, it's Heathcliff from Withering Heights. I thought that was funny, too. Heathcliff, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then they realized they should have just stuck, you know, stuck to the road and they should be back at the slaughtered lamb. And they realize that it's lost. Whatever's howling out there is lost and circling them. Yeah. yeah. And at first it's in front of them and then it's behind them and then it's to the side. Yeah. 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 It's, I, I love how they shoot that too. Yeah. Also, also I love how, you know, there's a lot of people out there and you guys both know that there are people who are like, keep your comedy out of my horror, but this film really balances both perfectly. Like you wouldn't even, you'd have to look for that comedy sort of like, it's really dark and it's perfect. The perfect, it's like, it's a good balance of horror and comedy. Like I don't think a horror a diehard horror fan who hates comedy would watch that film and be like, fuck it. Oh, I agree with you. And to me, it's more like you're telling a story and there, cause like in life, funny things happen. I feel yeah. it more like this. And it's like, he's setting up comedic moments. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yes. Cause it's yeah, not, no, I'm right there with you. It's very subtle. It's not in your face. Like it, no. nothing bad about evil dead, but evil dead is a little bit different. Whereas this is like, you know, there's, like you said, there's moments of that comedy that happen while you're scared shitless at the same time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just two buddies interacting. Yeah. And um, so, and then you get the, uh, the. Uh, I agree. That. I think Evil Dead's a little more of a camp, but it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you get the, uh, where you think it's the attack, but it's actually just uh, that uh, Jack has fallen. And he can't get up. We can't get up. David goes to help him up, and then we get the real attack. Yeah, which is all right. The werewolf design at first, I wanted to talk about this because we only saw it for a quick yeah. second. Real fast. Huh? Yeah, and I was thinking it looked more like a like a boar or a warthog. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. then when like near the end of the movie, when we see the actual werewolf design, I was like, oh shit, I saw what they were going for there. Because you know, mm -hmm. you only get to see the wolf in like flashes until oh, yeah. near the end of the film. Yeah. 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 And then this is where we were talking about we get the townsfolk and then there's the man shot, and then David's also yeah. been attacked and he's kind of laying there. He looks over, he sees the bloody nude man. Yep. Um, with bullet holes, riddled with bullets. Yeah. Yeah, and he was not attractive, so whatever. Um, I know you're not going, you'll probably get to this point, Mark, uh -huh. but because he was talking about the creature design, it made me think um, that was one of the first times Rick Baker said that it was one of the first times where you saw a transformation in the in a bright room. Like oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They weren't darkening it. They weren't trying to trick. It was just right in the lights. And Yes, yeah. Thank God, too. Yeah. As I light up my cigarette. Um, <laughs> so, so then we flash to the hospital uh, where we have the nurses checking in on David and Dr. Herschel's there. Um, so real quick, if you will humor me, um, we've got uh, the, the one nurse who's not our main nurse is uh, Anne-Marie Davies, but she's done nothing else. So um, I didn't have anything to, to add to her, but we get um, Dr. Hirsch is John Woodvine. And he was in Ken Russell's The Devils. Yeah, he's great. He's he's. I haven't seen him in much other things, but no. he's incredible in this role. Also, I just wanted to point out if you guys can find, I've been looking for The Devils forever. I can't even find a download. I want to see oh, that no. movie so fucking bad. So I 
was able to catch it just recently. It was on Shutter. It comes and goes on Shutter if you have Shutter. Oh, really? Yes. Damn, yes. I've never saw it on that. No, I would give I would give Rob's right testicle for a physical copy of The Devil. <laughs> what is it with that? Is it is it copyright or is it? Um, so it caused such a scandal that I think it's Warner Brothers. I'm, pe- I'm sure people, well, that one person listens to us. Are screaming. It is Warner. I know that it's Warner. Oh, good. God bless you. Um, that it caused such a scandal when it was released. They're like, this will never be released ever. And so wow. kind of sitting on it, which I'm yeah. like, don't, don't do that for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, we live in a world now where it's, you're not putting it out. Every, not everybody's going to see it. Like the people looking for it are the people that are going to find it. Oh yeah, I would. Oh, Kenny, I would kill. I would kill for a physical copy of, of the Devils. Uh, I figure if anybody had one, it was one a year. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. <laughs> and then, um, and then Rob, he was also in the '79 Doctor Who. He did um, five episodes. He was Marshall. If that means anything to you, I think I might have remembered because he did look familiar to me, but I couldn't place where. But yeah. you a Doctor Who guy, Rob? I didn't know. Oh that. yeah, as a kid, I used to watch all the old episodes of Doctor Who. That was awesome. I had no idea that you were a fan of Doctor Who. You learn something new every day. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. And then, I've already learned a couple things on here. Those like what? I don't know that. You know See, who he go. also looks like? He looks like a bit like the evil Doctor in Inner Space. And I know we talked about this in the Howling. Oh. The guy, the guy who wore his jacket, you know without the sleeves on, but it's, it's not the same guy, but he kind of reminded me of him too. So Kenny, we're talking about the gentleman who was in both invasion of the vice snatchers, but I'm drawing a blank on the man's name. Um, it is, I'm drawing a blank on it too. I know it's a seventies body snatcher, right? Uh, well, yeah, he was in the original one and he, he uh, had a brief role in the remake. Oh, he was. Okay. Okay. He was in the original. Kenny. How the hell do I not know that? I know. They're going to revoke we're, our crime. We're going to remember it later and it's going to piss us off. Right. It was totally going to piss us off. Uh, it was <laughs> Kevin McCarthy. Yes, Kevin McCarthy. I just pulled it up. Kevin McCarthy. Okay, Kevin McCarthy. Now, see, if if you cut his hair short and got oh, him. I totally see it. Yes. Yeah. No, I totally get it. Yeah. I, I can totally see where you're saying that. Yeah. Now, had you said James Earl Jones, I'd be like, mm, I don't see that. <laughs> so and then uh the second nurse who is uh featured prominently in the movie is nurse alex price and that's jenny auditor mm. now gentlemen she, what do we think of jenny she is also in uh damn it. she's in so many things She's in a lot of things. She's in a couple of my favorite things is why I hate that I'm drawing a blank on that too. Oh, do you want me to run through them? She was in the Avengers. I didn't even know that. The the movie. The, now, not the Marvel one. She was in that really bad remake of the Avengers. <laughs> oh, I, no, no, no. I'm lying to you. No, no. She was the Avengers. I'm yeah, sorry. She, she was. <laughs> sorry. I thought you were sorry. kidding. I'm on, meth. I'm on meth. I'm on meth. Yeah, she well, Here's what I'd say about that. That movie is, but I feel like Uma Thurman. First of all, I I worship Diana Rigg. My girlfriend kind of looks like her. I love. Oh, her. Diana Rigg is amazing. The, I love Diana Rigg. So, like, yeah. if you're going to replace Diana Rigg with Uma, just I don't know. It's, if you're going to re- get somebody that looks like her, I don't know. Uma Thurman was just. But I feel like Ray Fiennes was a good John Steed. So I don't know. 
Yeah. But anyway, that's where I that's where I totally steered everything wrong. It's not that one. It's actually a Marvel The Avengers movie. She was in the 2012 of the Avengers. Oh, really? And she was also in Captain America Winter Soldier from 2014. What the hell? Yes. But in the 70s, she was in I Start Counting, which is an amazing movie. I've not seen that one. Oh, Kenny. It's so good. It's so good. This this younger girl, I believe it's her stepbrother, but she's got a kind of got like an innocent like. She just thinks he's really cool, but other people, because she's English, so other people in town start, a girl start turning up dead, and she starts to suspect that he might be the serial killer. It's really good. Um, She was also in Logan's Run from 76 with Farrah Fawcett. Um, Great one, great one. She was in Equus, which I highly recommend Equus. Very fascinating movie. I've seen Equus either. I'll have to write that down. Um, Dominique from 79, which uh, Vinegar Syndrome put that out a little bit ago. That's a good one. Uh, in the 80s, the one that I know her from was The Survivor from 81. She was in Dark Man from 90, but uncredited, unfortunately. And she was in Child's Play 2 from 90. Is that, that There you go. That's it. I'm like, she's in something I love. That's the other one. Child's yeah. Play 2. Yeah. 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 Child's Play 2. Which also, I, it, her husband is played by the guy that plays Beef in Phantom of the Paradise. Uh, I can't oh, remember. Oh, I love him. <laughs> yeah, he's wonderful. So, yeah, I love yeah, yeah, Charles Play 2 was a really good flick. Yeah, it oh, started yeah, I, a, I think, yeah. After the third one, it started to go downhill, but uh, first and second were really good. Really? See, now, I'm a big fan of pretty much all of them in one way or another. Yeah, I mean, they do. They, they all have a certain kind of charm because, I mean, only Brad Dourif could play, like, the voice of Chucky. I mean, he's just amazing. Yeah, nothing against Mark Hamill, but sorry. only brad durf it's gotta be actually brad durf's actually from huntington west virginia where i was born and where i'm at right now oh shit that's cool yeah i'm a big jennifer tilly fan i love her oh yeah my dad loved bound when i was a kid oh bound's amazing that's the lesbian one we were just talking about that a couple of weeks ago (laughs) it's probably why i loved it because it's just lesbian action (laughs) but it's a really good movie yeah, it's the movie is so fucked up. It oh, it's it, the Warshawskis. That's what makes it good. It's just so fucked. It's very dark. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I, I there anyway. Back at the hospital, and then the nurses are checking in on him, and um, the doctor was like, he uh, you know, they believe he was killed by, or his friend Jack was killed by an escape lunatic, and that's when we get the first dream sequence. Um, we get the point of view shot of him running through the forest. Yeah, and is it just me or like when he's doing that hunting dream sequence? Did anybody else think Clan of the Cave Bear? Or oh, is with it Daryl Hannah? Yeah, is it just me? It it had that. I, there was a part of it where I, yeah, there was a part of that. Something maybe about the cameras. I shots, well eh? that and the 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 naked guy running through the woods hunting. It just it just mm-hmm. screamed that movie for me. <laughs> yeah. I just thought, why couldn't he be sauntering slowly? <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, um, really quick, that's when we get um, Mr. Collins show up to interview David. He's the American Embassy officer, and he's an ass. I don't. I did not like that guy. Well, do you know who he is? No, I don't. Okay, you do. This is amazing. It's Frank Oz. He is Yoda. He's Miss Piggy. He's Fozzie Bear. He's oh, Bert. 
Grover. Uh, yes. Frank Bellows is like, these kids, they never appreciate what you do for them. <laughs> yeah. Walt's like, why is Bert interrogating him? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why is Yoda interrogating this guy? He's like, right, and, right. Uh, I appreciate how upset you are, Mr. Kessler. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but as far as the actor himself, Mr. Oz has been in the Blues Brothers, uh, Trading Places, La- uh, Labyrinth. Ooh, Labyrinth? Labyrinth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember him in Blues Brothers, like one hat, black. And then uh, Innocent Blood with Scorsese. And then uh, I don't know if any of you have seen this, but he was in Knives Out, which I love, the Jamie Lee Curtis one. Oh, really? Oh, I did see that. Yeah, I love Knives Out. But anyway, so he's in there. I still want to see it, even though somebody gave the fucking ending away. Not the ending, but somebody gave away who the killer was. I'm like, fuck, I'm still going to like it. I don't care. Okay, so really quick, if you like Knives Out, it's kind of in the same vein, but you really need to see bodies, 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 and don't let anyone spoil it for you. Okay. Okay. No, bodies, it, bodies, bodies. Yeah, you need to see it. I knew there was a reason Tiff laid these notebooks out. She was like, you're going to want notebooks. You're going to want to write down shit. <laughs> yep. There you go. She's right. Yep. Um, and then, but, but David's still upset and he's not buying the lunatic thing. He's like, I'm telling you, it's an animal. Um, and we learned that he's been unconscious for three weeks. Apparently. Which is crazy as hell. I know. That gave the nurses a lot of time to check out his... Uh, Little I know they were saying he he's Jewish. They were making sure it was they were trying to see if it was circumcised or not. He was really Jewish. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wrote that down in my notes. I was like, that's pretty funny that the nurses are checking out his junk while he's unconscious and everything. Exactly. <laughs> and then um, we're uh, then we also get to meet the police officers. There's uh, one who's kind of like stodgy, and the other one I just wrote down hot cop with a mustache. But he's the one that's really clumsy. <laughs> He's the one who knocked over the bedpans, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the specimen pans went flying everywhere. <laughs> and he has and to put them back together like a like puzzle, like one of yeah, those exactly. Russian nesting exactly. dolls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, a lot of this takes place in the hospital, but they're you know they're questioning David, and they really doubt his story. Well, the one doubts the story. The other one is kind of like, uh, kind of on the fence about it. Uh, the the mustached cop. Um, but they're, they're like, there was witnesses and it was so dark and, you know, the doctor's saying, well, David's memory seems to be fine. And then we get, uh, another POV shot of David, you know, running around the nude, stalking the deer and the bloody attack. Oh, okay. That's the one that I thought of from Clint. Sorry. No, yeah. You're the, fine. You're- the one where he, you know, captures the deer or tackles it and then is eating the leg of the deer. That's what I thought. Clan of the cave bear right there. Yeah. And then we get the, I love the little children's ward scene with, uh, with nurse Alex and Benjamin, the little boy who always says, no. Yeah. That's- <laughs> <laughs> My little brother, he's autistic and he doesn't talk a lot. He says, no, no, no. It's just, yeah. it's adorable. I loved adorable. it uh, in my notes. Cause he's reading comic books. And I also put petty theft. Cause that one little kid just runs up and grabs a comic book and hits her on the butt and runs away. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Mark still wishes that he could grab comics, slap a girl's ass, and run off. Like I do wish that. I yeah, that was a simple <laughs> time. That was a simple. No one questioned that. If I could, I mean, I remember as a kid, man, we used to like go behind girls and like pinch their butts and stuff, and we didn't get in trouble for that. So. You're not allowed to do that anymore, Rob. No, no, I wouldn't do that these days. No way. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, somebody, I, this is random. This will probably be cut out, but I heard somebody say years ago 
this was before Gary Busey got in trouble, like recently for touching somebody. Somebody was talking about years ago. It was Charles Band. You guys know Charlie Band is. Oh, yeah. He was, talk, yep. he was talking about on the set of Ginger Dead Man. He had to tell everybody, look, all the women, I'm sorry. Look, just deal with it. He's going to grab you. But like today, you could, he was like, today, I couldn't tell them that. But back then, I was like, he's going to touch you. He's a gropey guy. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? I mean, oh, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah dude sorry you're gonna get groped by gary Busey. Right? oh my god <laughs> it's a part of the film man it's part of the film. just deal with it bobby's like take one for the team and just let him grab one. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit meanwhile cut to me and my daisy dukes just leaning over constantly in front of mr Busey. oh <laughs> you like mr Busey? <laughs> i dropped another drink mr Busey. oh <laughs> That's a picture I'll never get out of my head now. <laughs> well, not once I send you the, the picture, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll forward it to you. Um, and then so we get, uh, she's at, like, so it's very sweet that Alex is like really, really concerned with, with David. And she's questioning the orderly about how he's doing and everything. And then she goes in and he's wearing his headphones and she kind of like uh, forces him to eat his lunch because he's got to take his medicine, but he can't take it till after he's eaten. So she kind of like, has to feed him his lunch and she cuts it up and feeds him and everything. I like the I, intimacy of that moment. I know it's very sweet. It's very sweetly yeah. done. I think it's not forced. Like a lot of movies, it's like they're already in bed and I'm like, you, do you know each other's names? Right. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I like no one. Well, I can't speak for you two, but as far as I know, no one operates that quickly. Um, yeah, no, I don't know anybody who operates that quickly. No. Yeah. I'm like, Whoa. Um, and then we get another dream. We got David running and he sees his, he sees himself in bed. And then there's nurse price in the forest. And then there's werewolf David, which is a very iconic look with his that, eyes. And that scene. one. That is that, that's the shot, right? The, with his eyes. Yeah. In the bed. Yeah. When I was, that is, that's still eerie looking. That's fucking, that makeup's when I was a kid, it got, I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, oh yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, as a kid, I like, that one oh, fucked with me too. As a kid, yeah, yeah, it's almost scarier than the wolf sometimes. Exactly, like, the there's like lots of different things they do with the wolf in this, like right. the wolf imagery. I think it's very cool. Um, so he wakes up from a dream and and he's actually in another dream. It's kind of like Nightmare right. on Elm Street. Exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah, the Nazi fucking that's insane. Yeah, the same werewolves are like, we're gonna kill your family. That was fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, is that part of the sequence that we're talking no, about? No, no, that's coming up later. No, it comes oh, okay. on later, but you had yeah. me thinking about it because I was yeah. like, that was fucking wild. Yeah. And then um how'd they get past the censors in the 80s, that shot? Like oh, it's I like they know. killed they killed the whole family and burned their house. Dude, <laughs> there was so much stuff that got overlooked in the 80s. I mean Yeah. Well, it depended on I think it depended on who it was. I think John Landis was viewed differently than like Sean Cunningham because they you're were right. all over yeah, this you're right you know what I mean? okay they were like yeah. waiting on him well uh, yeah because he did like the Blues Brothers and you know shit like that. Animal House yeah people weren't probably afraid of him yeah exactly um but then uh then David you know they're, they're still saying how uh you know, he's still sticking to the monster story and the and the Dr. Hirsch is like, well, they would have mentioned a monster if they had seen a monster, you know. And and then but he has he's questioning that like, well, they they already dressed and cleaned his wounds before he got to me. So he doesn't really even know quite what quite what went on in the town. And he's kind of starting to even 
have doubts himself. Um, and then David, because of the nightmare, he's saying he doesn't want to be alone. So the nurse stays with him and she's reading the Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's court to him. Yeah, another then, cute moment. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get to the one that Kenny's talking about with the Muppet show. Yeah. And the, the Nazi uh, werewolves coming in. Yeah, yeah. There's the knock on the door. Now, I remember when I first saw this, I was like, what? Like, I did, because he was back home. Yeah. As David's sitting there, I'm like, wait, what? Because it, I didn't realize it was a dream. I know they had done that to us before and we got, got these dreams, but like he's home and there's a knock at the door and the mom's in the kitchen. And I was just like, what? And then he's like, Nazi werewolves pop in. And I'll be honest, yeah. I didn't put two and two together. I also didn't really realize the brevity of the sound of music with the family escaping the Nazis till a long time later in my life. But um, oh. I didn't really put the whole Jewish with the Nazi werewolf thing together in my head till quite a while later too. Well, I didn't put that in my head till today. Yeah, so I didn't like, what? I didn't have that in my head until just now where I was like I thought they were kidding about him being Jewish first of all. And then the second thing was it was like I thought the whole Nazi thing was just like you know there for there for being there. But thank you for bringing yeah. that up. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. It actually has more deeper purpose, Mark. So yeah, yes, yeah. So that's so they basically the whole family, like you said, they're either like gunned down or like stabbed or whatever. Even the kids, um, and that's also how we realize that he's got a younger brother and sister, which comes into play later in the film too. Um, and then so it's a it's a new day at the hospital, and we've got the um, uh, um. Uh, David eating breakfast, and then that's when we get our first glimpse of dead Jack. Which, oh man, he looks like, I mean, the, the, yeah. the makeup department, amazing fucking job. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, that little hanging piece of flesh, I know you guys know what I'm talking about. It's like this hanging piece of flesh and blood just hanging there, like you just want to <laughs> peel it off his face. Right, and Walt's like, you can see his larynx through there. He's like, they did a pretty detailed job of everything. Yeah, that was really good. And apparently they had wanted to actually show him swallowing the food, but they this, they were like, the censors won't let that fly. Shit. They'll let you kill a whole family, but you can't right. be swallowing. <laughs> right, right, right. We can't show the insides of bodies uh, on this movie here. Right, right. <laughs> oh, God. This is where we get the exposition that, like, uh, they were attacked by a werewolf. Um, he's got, a, like, Jack's got to walk the earth in limbo until the bloodline severed. And that means the last werewolf has to be killed. And unfortunately, that's David. Um, and uh, he's got to beware of the moon. And then um, that's when the uh, uh, nurse Alex enters the room. And yeah. then we discover that Jack's going to be discharged tomorrow. Yeah, and he's hysterical because he's like, I'm, uh, I'm a werewolf. I was attacked by a werewolf. Yeah, and then he realizes he's going to be a monster in two days. Yeah, that's when the next moon will hit. Now, have you ever been in a hospital and the nurse is oh, like, yeah. "You're, you know, you're in a foreign land. You don't have anywhere to stay. Can you, you can come home and, uh, you know, you could stay at my flat for a while." <laughs> I mean, so that just does not make a whole lot of sense. But thank God, because yeah, that would. Can you imagine like something like that's happening? Oh yeah, you, yeah. You know, <laughs> What would you do? Like, clearly these two before this were just kind of like traveling around, like probably staying at hostels and, you know, just where they could find a place to stay like day to day. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No. So, so thank God that she was there. 
Yeah. Yeah. She was really, I love, uh, like, uh, he was, uh, Rob was mentioning it earlier, like the intimacy, like their relationship. I like, it feels real. It doesn't feel like it's fake or forced or. No, it does. It feels very, uh, oh, what's the word? Um, oh, it's gone. Anyway. But yeah, it feels very, um, oh, it's going to drive me crazy. It's still um, odd that she was just there, but it's, it, you know, real. It's realism. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Also, I like that scene where he's—I don't know why—he's locked out of the apartment. He's trying yes. to oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, I like that <laughs> scene too. Yeah. Um. So we, uh, then we flash to the new day, and it's Alex and Jack walking. They stop at the grocery store, and we get the scene with the punks on the um on the subway. Yeah, he's making fun of the punks behind their back. But that one yes, with on the faces. If I could have leopard hair like that, I would rock that every day. Why don't you just paint your head like in the pattern of a leopard? <laughs> I guess I could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, and then I love her story where she's like, she's giving him the tour and then she kind of like breaks down uh, that, that uh, she doesn't always take stray young men home, but she found him very attractive and kind of sad. And she's had seven lovers in her life and uh, three of them were one night stand. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know. I thought it was very sweet and endearing. Um, and then we get the shower scene, which wasn't like overtly like raunchy. I thought it was very like tastefully handled. I yeah. thought, and it had mood dance. It, it wasn't exposition. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the bed scene, and we get cuddling afterwards. Yep. Yeah. And, but this is one of the movies um, where the nudity, like I was saying, it was kind of, it was very subtle. It wasn't in your face. Oh yeah, no, uh-uh. no. I, I thought it was all very tastefully done. Yeah, I did write. It's so tastefully, tastefully done that I forget because Marcus, like, yeah, there's nudity a lot through this, and I think I'm like, yeah, there is. I just forget that it's because it's not in your face. Yeah, and I just wrote down bitch afterwards. You wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's like it gets half of a less star because of that. right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then I started thinking the boy is mine by Brandy. Anyway. Oh, um, and then, so Jack gets up to, no, David, I do that all the time. I always flip their names. David, who's David Naughton, David gets up to pee, and then we see the very gangrenous looking Jack in the mirror. Yeah, looking like seven shades of shit. Oh, God, he looks horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's and the progression. Then, we got it. Yeah. And then that's when they head to the living room to have another discussion about how uh, David should kill himself before the next full moon. Mm-hmm. Don't you just love the flagrant display of suicidality here? Yeah, and the flagrant display of Disney uh, characters. Oh, yeah, that too. Mickey Mouse. There, well, there's Mickey. There's two Mickeys. There's Minnie Mouse on the TV. There's Donald Duck. I'm like, what's up with the whole Disney stuff? Yeah. Subliminal yeah, message. I guess so. Um, but, like, David just can't accept the fact that it's going to happen to him. Ask for Babs. Isn't that a message that John Landis always uses? Or used to use ask for babs um you'll have to look at that but like if you look through all those films you'll see ask for babs like on things and it was a little um n- nod to a girl apparently there was a girl that worked at universal studios tours named babs oh and he was always telling people ask for babs she'll do this and that apparently too many people did so he stopped oh. doing ask, ask for babs oh <laughs> So I went for, I was going for Barbara Streisand. I'm like, well, why are we asking for Barbara Streisand here? <laughs> yes, ask for Babs with some girl there and he put it on everything until like the nineties where she was like, Look, people keep talk like stop having people ask for me. It's at the end of everything. 
Gotcha. Okay. See it everywhere in the, his early stuff. Uh, I'm not going to have to watch for it again. Um, <laughs> but then the, their conversation is cut short when Alex enters the room and then she kind of brings um, David back to bed. And that's when he gives her the spiel that uh, he's going to turn into a wolf man. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I like how she's like, you mean like Oliver Reed? <laughs> no, like, like uh, Jr. The, <laughs> snaps and bays and howls at the moon is bays at the moon. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a line from, there's a literal line straight from uh, the wolf man that he's dead. Yeah. 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 Um, but then, then we also get the uh, foreshadowing when he's like, well, the werewolf can only be killed by someone who loves him. Yes. Yeah. And Which I, is always the most tragic. That's, that's really, yeah, that's something that's very different from all the other monsters. Like, well, this one has got to be killed by somebody that cares about it. Like, exactly. It just can't be a random person. I was like, that right. sucks. Right. And I thought, I could never kill you, David. Yeah. Okay, no, anyway. It was at this point that I knew the movie was going to take a very dark turn near the end. A very dark turn, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and then so we've got uh, it's a new day and then um, the doctor is revisiting uh, the slaughtered lamb just to kind of check things out for himself. Yeah. And uh, it's not nearly as packed as when the gentlemen were there the, the night of their uh, fateful meeting with the werewolf. There's basically just Gladys and we've got the dart thrower and then the uh, bald gentleman who was the joke teller from earlier. And um, the doctor's kind of doing a little bit of investigating, but. Uh, they kind of figure out quickly that he's kind of aware something's going on and they're kind of sh shutting him down and, and not filling him in on any. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the one yeah. guy who got um, a little too talkative, he, you know, he decides yeah. to go take a walk. He says, I I'm going to go check on the dog. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, uh, I don't know what it is. And it's just like, yeah, he goes in there and he orders his Guinness and which he, by the way, sips once and leaves the whole fucking thing. I don't know why that bugs me, but it's like, you've just ordered that and left. Yeah. I think it's because he, <laughs> he, he wasn't there for the drink. He just did that to cover himself. He oh yeah, he did. It's just, it's right. just me. I'm just like, look, I know you're not there for that drink, but that was like $12. dude. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, he's a doctor. I don't know why I'm worried about this guy's money. 12 rounds that. later, 12, 12 rounds later, Kenny's like finally asking about the werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> I think but back that, in like 81, it was probably like maybe two pounds or something. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah. But nobody's helping him. It's in, yeah. Like he said, that guy's like, I'm going to go check on the dogs and he's out there in the rain. And yeah. And then, <laughs> and then he's like, spills the beans. He's like, he's, uh, he's like the boys in danger. It was a mistake. And then, uh, and he's like, uh, there'll be a full moon soon. And then the bald guy, I don't know where he's like, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> I guess I can see why he shut up because he still has to live in that community. So he doesn't yeah. want to like let yeah. out too much. Yeah. Which again, I do this kind of stuff, but what's it like to live in that community? Are you like scared to death all the time? Or yeah. Learn to yeah. Deal? Like, would you not go out at night? Also, right. Wasn't the guy that was that said he was going to take a walk? Wasn't that wasn't that actor's name David Shawfield? Oh, you got me. I did not do a deep dive into like really second. You know, Shawfield's like also in The Wolfman, like oh. the the one. The oh one wait, from are you talking about the actor's name or the character's name? 
Oh, I was talking about the dark player or the the actor's name's David Schofield. He played oh. the dark player, the guy that was like oh. out in the rain trying to spill the beans. Oh, interesting. But yeah, he's a cop in the uh, Wolfman with Benicio del Toro. Oh shit! Oh, I think you meant Emily Blunt's the Wolfman. Emily Blunt's the Wolfman. Emily, <laughs> <laughs> I really see. I don't understand why. Uh, Universal kept trying after that. I'm like, this is what you need to do. Like, do more like this. And then they're like, we'll do the mummy with Tom Cruise next. This isn't working. I really liked the Wolfman. I did. I wanted more Draculas and shit like that. I and really liked. Sense. I like the mummy with Brendan Fraser. I I like that one too. But oh, I classic. Yeah, really yeah, great. One. Yeah, I did not like the Tom Cruise one the first go round. But after I got over it and realized what it was and what it that it wasn't what I wanted. I really had yeah. fun. Yeah. I was the same way. I watched that one and was surprised at how much fun I had and how much I liked it. Cause I was like, this is going to suck, but I really I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. I liked the, I liked that it was a woman. I thought that was kind of fun. I don't know. Oh, dude. Yeah. Sophia Botella, I think her name is. Yeah. Gorgeous. It was a great mom, Great mommy. I had fun with it. Yeah. Man. Um, I'm going to have to watch it again. Yeah, check it out, dude. If you're in the mood for a very comic booky kind of fun, exactly. Movie. Yes. Well, I've uh, seen it universe. before, but I wasn't really into it. So you know, maybe the second go around will be a little bit better for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You already know what you're getting, right? You know, what I mean, there's not that like, oh, I'm going to get a horror movie because it's not necessarily that, but it's well done. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If you like monsters and comic booky stuff, you're going to have fun. Just kind of, kind of forget about when you watch it the second time kind of try to forget about the Frasier one because oh, that's why a lot of people didn't see that one. They were like, they were like, fuck, it's not Ben Frasier. They didn't give it a shot. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, or two, yeah. I was one of those people. Hey, in the beginning, I was like, not my mommy. But not my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> not my mommy. Not my mommy. I'll tell you what, I'll never watch uh, Jeepers Creepers Reborn again, though. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> glad. I know that this is not a place to talk about that. But whole, like, I, it is, but you know what I mean? We're talking about American Werewolf, but fuck I was never let down by something more probably. Like, I can't believe, like, the three of us could have made a better fourth movie. Oh, absolutely. That's what you two say until you get your Christmas present from me. Uh Oh. (laughs) So it's going to be Mark coming to your door, and he's going to be wearing that uh, glistening leather hat and overcoat that the Creeper was wearing in Reborn. Yes. With yep, and he's going to have own. a paper too, and he's going to be like, "Look, I got us the rights. We're making Jeepers Creepers Five, boys." <laughs> but first, we have to rewatch Jeepers Creepers Reborn to make sure that we follow the continuity. Oh Jesus Christ, no! <laughs> Can we cut that out of canon, please? Can we? Like, what the hell? What? What? Like, look, I. It's like I said in that re- little review I did. I respect. Every, I don't. There's no movie than like piece of garbage. You wasted your life, but it's just that was. It's really big letdown from, and people hated the third one, but when you watch that one, you kind of want to go back and watch the third one because it's fucking better. Oh yeah, definitely. And the, okay, the creature design of the creeper itself is way better (laughs) and they did not have to revamp anything for Reborn, but they decided to revamp and make it look like he was wearing fake teeth and just all this ridiculous shit that did not need to happen. Yeah, it felt like they were just, they're going to make a cheap slasher out of it. Like, they were just doing it as a tax write-off or something. Yeah. Like, it didn't even matter. It's really strange. 
I don't and know. And I also get sick of, and I know we all get sick of, like, I like to see adult characters. Like, if that, like, the beginning of that movie with Dee Wallace, if it was about that old couple, that would have been great. I don't want to see these teenagers fucking, I don't, like, the moment I saw them and the rock music kicked in, I was like, well, here we go. Fuck. It's going to be this kind of movie with these fucking kids, and <laughs> it's going to be like fucking Hellfest all over again. And, all right. So, okay. Anyway, we're going to go back. Yeah, so, we, we got off track. I'm sorry about that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we're, me, me and Bobby are just still really pissed about Super <laughs> 4. I'm oh, so okay. mad that I spent $14 on that movie. Oh, my God. You own it? Yeah, I own it, unfortunately. Oh, here's what, well, that's good, though. See, because I, I thought about that after I watched that in Halloween Kills. I'm like, I don't really like them that much, but I really have to have them to complete my collection. So I'm going to have to buy Jeepers Creepers for, unfortunately, but unfortunately. You know, still it's, it's a piece of shit, but I'm still going to buy it just to so, so I do not want to hear you bitching about Dr. Hirsch buying that Guinness and not finishing it because it's pretty much the same premise. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just buying that and not even opening it. Oh right. my God. I just uh, wasted, actually I wasted, if I waste $14, that was only two guineas. I wasted more than he did on that Guinness. But we all know you're going to buy the 4K deluxe edition with the card <laughs> and poster. I know because you're you know such that? a completionist. Right. Well, right. I probably would buy the, I will, probably will buy the Blu-ray because when you look at Walmart, the DVDs for the cheaper horror films are always like 12 bucks and the Blu-rays are like 14. So I might as well just buy the Blu-ray if right. it's under $20. But and then extra $2 I, on something you're not going to watch. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe the, maybe. I, I highly doubt it, but I I like to listen to commentary sometimes. I'm oh like, yeah, I do too. Because I'm like, I hate this. Maybe the director has a reason, and I always watch it. And but I highly doubt somebody's going to have a reason for. I doubt there's a commentary track even. <laughs> so, all right. So anyway, so we're back at the hospital, and Shirley McLean is upset with Deborah Winger because she did not tell her that she was dying of cancer. But huh, they what? what? Shirley McLean, Deborah Winger. Where are we? Yeah. Aren't we doing terms of endearment? Uh, no, we're still doing American Werewolf. Oh, I'm so sorry. Anyway, see, okay. I, see me and Bobby talk so long that he's like, anyway, back to Steel Magnolia. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where we get to where you were talking about where um, Alex leaves for work and David David gets locked out, locked outside of the apartment and he's got to crawl in through the window. And then we get the bad moon rising with the apartment montage. Yes. This yeah. makes love CCR all the more. And I totally... Yes. I totally marked out for that. Yeah. It yeah. Was I like, think that's why in the beginning of that film, <laughs> uh, if they would have got to use the Dylan, that would have fit perfectly. Like Dylan, Van Morrison, CCR. Like I see what they were going for. It's oh, like the yeah. 70s rock kind of. I love that shit. Not just awesome. that, but every, all of the songs in this film have the word moon in their titles. And so it was, yeah, yeah, they were, right. yeah. they were keeping it yeah. thematic throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Rob just wanted to use new moon on Monday from Duran Duran. Oh, fuck. I would love that. <laughs> um, but he keeps noting that he's not hungry. And he's pacing back and forth much like a wild animal. Yeah, still not hungry. Still not hungry. Like, I think he went to the fridge three or four times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we get to the hospital real quick with Benjamin saying, no. Uh, and this is where she asked, where uh, Alex asked if he's ever been severely beaten about the face and neck. <laughs> Child abuse. <laughs> Um, and then uh, we get a shot of the full moon. And then we're back to the apartment. Where Blue playing. Yep. Yeah. And then I have transformation scene and then gigantic letters. Thank you, God. 
at least this wasn't a 35 minute transformation sequence. <laughs> well, it kind of was. There's just no one on the couch to watch. <laughs> okay. Well, also, also, fair I point. How, like, I like how realistic. I like how it, how like it was real. His transformation wasn't like slow. Like he was just standing there, and all of a sudden he's reading a book. And ah! yeah, like, like he's yeah. A, like it just it like oh, he's in God. pain. Yeah, he's he's yeah. really like bones are breaking. Shit is reforming inside of his body. He's screaming, "Help me!" I mean, this isn't like let me just stand here while my skin bubbles and you can hear things break and shift. Like this was yes. an actual transformation. Yeah. Yeah. And then like yeah. Kenny said earlier, Rick Baker showed this in full on light. Like it's not dark. It's you are in a brightly lit apartment. Yeah. 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 Oh, and he said that made him a nervous wreck doing that, but he wanted to do that. So. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You know, you're okay. Remember the hair part from not only Silver Bullet, but also the howling where it kind of reverts back into the body. I think that they used a similar technique to this. Well, that's also what because they were kind of working simultaneously. Was it Rick? I think it was working simultaneously on the howling and then he left to do this one. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. He was supposed to be, he was hired to do the howling and. Wanted to do American Werewolf. I think he had promised this one first, but the production started at a different time. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wasn't yeah. even thinking about that. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I also like how he apologizes like a halfway through uh, to uh, for calling him a meatloaf, for calling Jack a meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then um, so after this, we flipped to the night with uh, um the, the couple uh, getting out of the taxi and they're going to sneak around back of the apartment to give their friends a scare. Mm-hmm. And uh, the wolf attacks them and the, the couple in the, I think it's a bunch of hooligans outside their window. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it must be because it's like this guy's British, but he comes out with a drink in his hand and he's just right. walking. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you? Are you playing a trick on me? Right. That would just be Kenny coming out with all the unopened movies of things he doesn't like. But he needs, it's like, sorry guys, I had to complete my collection. That's how. That's how it is, man. Like, like, yeah, I have all the Halloweens, and I was thinking for about a year. I'm like, I'm gonna when that one comes out, and then I watch it. Like, God, I still gotta buy it. Because <laughs> you're a true blue fan, Kenny. Yep. Yeah, dude, he I, is. I love that shit. I do. Yep. And then. Uh, it, this cuts back and forth between like the, like basically the wolf prowling around and then the hospital. We could, uh, Dr. Hirsch asking if nurse price has seen the Kessler boy. Uh, and then, um, cause he's concerned and he wants her to call home and the phone's ringing, but there's no answer. Um, and then we see the, the man you were talking about with the drink looking around for Harry, but then he sees a separate hand. Um, and then back at the hospital, the doctor's like, you know, the case is closed, but the wounds were dressed, but I don't think it was a lunatic. Um, he thinks that the community was lying to cover something else. Um, he doesn't believe that it's a werewolf, but he believes that David believes it's a werewolf. So that makes him dangerous. And they need to call the police. Then we get the three homeless men around the fire and the little dog runs off and they see something out, you know, just outside of the fire blazing. Um then we get the man in the subway, which this is one of my favorite scenes. That's what I was waiting for you to get to. Yeah, the subway. subway scene is awesome. I love that scene. Um, 
Did you notice, uh, Rob, the reflection of the man with the chrome mask giving out tickets? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> Are you guys joking or is there a no? No, I'm joking. No, he's kidding. He's kidding. Okay, I was like, is there not a demons in this? What the fuck? <laughs> How cool would that be, though? Um, no, but uh, yeah, the, I love this one. I love the setup. It's I think it's amazing. Um, yes. In my mind, I can't imagine a London subway being this dead ever, though. Yeah, you uh, would think there'd be more people just shuffling about and everything. Yeah, but no. So we get uh, we get the man getting off, and then you know he hears something, and it's like a, it's almost like set up. So you're like, is is that like the the brakes or something squealing, or is it an animal howl? But then it does it a couple more times, and he like realizes there's something up. Um, <laughs> and then so he heads upstairs on the escalator. Yeah. Um, now, if you're scared. If you're uh-huh. if you're afraid, right? Would you be standing on the escalator waiting it waiting for it to take you up, or would you be stepping oh, up the it. stairs? Yeah. Oh, I'd be running up that bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I also like how, like in the scenes with him running, you see that like things are caged off, so he really is kind of trapped in there. Yeah. Yeah. And then he I, he falls kind of like falls up the escalator, and the wolf approaches. Oh, and see that bothered me in a different way because I kept thinking what if a shoelace or his pants get caught in the escalator? <laughs> oh yeah. Or his scrotum. Oh God. Oh, that's that, got to like, ripping that testicle rip. Yeah. Um, you get the lion <laughs> car and it's the, yeah. the next day at the zoo. Oh yes. And then he wakes up in the wolf cage. Now, Naked American man stole my balloon. <laughs> right. Now. Okay. Uh, see, all right. That thing right there that, uh, what, he's hiding in the bush and he's like, Hey kid, come here. I mean, that shit, that alone right there would not fly in this year. Yeah, Not today. No. Right. But I want to really quick before we continue on just real quick. So Only when Mark gets by with that anyway, sorry. Go. <laughs> <laughs> when we get, when we get that really quick view of the wolf in the subway at the very end of it, like the real quick view. Yep. Yes. that's when i was first and i'm i i am not like a creature effects guy i'm just like this this dumbass guy watching movies but i remember thinking oh i don't like that like the wolf to me in this one is too big and bulky really yeah yes okay. and I, I i get why they did it it was probably a lot easier to animate it and stuff but to me, like what David was transforming into and then the end, end result, it didn't like jive in my mind. And it looks way too much like the shape of a bear almost. Yeah, it does. But also I thought they were being a little more practical because like on the howling, you had wolves that, you know, stood up on two legs. Whereas yeah. this one, this wolf walked on all fours like an actual wolf would do. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I and thought I they were going that- for. It just, now, see, I don't like when I, I don't like it at all much when there's a werewolf movie and it's a they're four legged. But when you dig deep, dig deep, that's yeah, they, that's what a real werewolf is. But I would rather him stand on two legs. But, you know, it's 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 they were going for the reality or whatever the folklore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, I, I would rather them stand on two legs. But, yeah, it's, it was still cool looking, but it was bulky and sort of. It's a four-legged, you know. Yeah, and I'm even okay with the four-legged. And I, I'm sure, I am sure, in my mind, it had more to do with the uh, mechanics of making it work. Yeah, yeah. 
wider, it's probably easier to do it. But just like what, and I'm, I'm fine with the four-legged thing. That doesn't bother me. But like what we saw in the apartment, in my mind, it should have been much more like svelte and more like this thing to me, it looks like you could like outrun it. I just look so big and stocky to me. I don't oh, know. Anyway. Okay. Well, he's, I, he's eating a lot of people though. <laughs> I get what you're saying. He's a very full werewolf. Yeah. Because when we're looking at David mid transformation before he goes full werewolf, he is still, he's like very long bodied and very yeah. thin. Yeah. 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 But anyway, that's just me. And I still love the movie and blah, blah, blah. But that's just me being me. You know so, what yeah, this movie didn't have? It didn't have werewolves choking people or beating them with bats. Oh, yeah, or it didn't have David Dick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it really was just the werewolf killing thing. Now, let me just throw this out there. Would this be more of a shape shifter as opposed to a werewolf? Because in my mind, a werewolf is like what Kenny was saying, where it's a man walking around on two legs where a shapeshifter is you're taking on the shape of another creature. Yeah, I think it would be a shapeshifter because you're actually, you're walking on all fours. You're, you're taking on the persona of that creature. Whereas like a werewolf, I guess in my mind is more like the Larry Talbot, like werewolf, like Lon Chaney, where you're yeah, like, yep. my shirt's torn and I'm still wearing my pants and my, you know, my, <laughs> My buckles on there, but my feet have ripped up, you know, like the Hulk, you know, like I still got my jeans, but my yeah. body's gotten big. Exactly. It's like, you look more of a, more of a man than a wolf, like more of like a beast man yeah. or something. Yeah. Yep. They're like combined yeah. almost. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I like that. See, I like in the howling. I think they look fucking great in the howling. And I like the way the werewolves look in uh, dog soldiers as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very, very, they're like animalistic, but they're also like humanoid at the same time. Yeah. 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 All right. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take us on that tangent. Um, Cause we've been so on track before. Um, <laughs> we're we're well, always on, on track. Show, sorry. <laughs> so, so we've got him at the, we've got him at the zoo running around and he grabs a lady's coat and he's back to the apartment. And then we got the doctor at the newsstand and he's picking up the newspaper and talking about the murders and you know, how they may have been done like a, by a monster. Um, uh, so then, uh, David's back home and Alex is there and she's worried about him. And then she gets the phone call from Dr. Hirsch and he's like, we really need to get David back to the hospital. So they get the taxi and they're en route back to the hospital. And that's when the taxi driver starts talking about how the killings, um, makes it look like the uh, demon barber of fleet street all over again with the six mutilated bodies. Oh yeah. David figures out, I don't know what happened. I don't have a memory of it, but I think that I was involved. Yep. Because he had that pubic hair he said in his mouth. <laughs> Are we getting close? Is it close to the part where he's like, he's trying to, the cop to arrest yeah, he's, he's trying like, to get himself arrested. <laughs> he jumps out of the taxi with a mouthful of pubic hair. <laughs> he runs to the hot Bobby because he's got the Bobby, I think is a very attractive gentleman as well too. Um, this movie's full of attractive gentlemen to me. I think I was just like all riled up and hot and bothered because David and it's just like the <laughs> whole movie. Um, but yeah, like saying that like the queen is a man or whatever. Yeah, the queen's off. a man. Um, the, what is it? The Prince <laughs> Philip? Prince yeah. Philip, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, who, who was French now? Oh, not, what do you say? Someone was, yeah. He, he, Somebody he was French and then he was talking yeah. about... Um, 
Winston Churchill or something. Other. Yeah, also derogatory comments just yeah. to like get the officer to arrest them. But Alex is like, oh, we just had a, a fight and he's just upset because we had a lover's quarrel. <laughs> uh, and then the doctor, which I thought was odd. He's like, here, just drink this Dr. Pepper and calm the fuck down. <laughs> David snaps it from his hand. And he takes off running. He's um, like, that's not Dr. Pepper. That's Mr. Pibb. Right. He's like, screw you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a pib, I'm a pepper. I'm a pepper. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, never mind, they just called me on fire. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, and then uh, we're at the doctor's office, and then um, the, uh, Dr. Hirsch is saying that the police feel like there was some sort of animal involved as well. Um, and then that's when uh, 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 Alex said that he tried to get himself arrested, and the police were like, well, he didn't try very hard. Um, get david on the phone booth and he uh is calling his sister um and i noticed the number wasn't a fake number it was 516-472-3402 and apparently it's a new jersey number walt was saying what attention to detail mark well because they're usually like 555 because like a dork i didn't realize they were fake numbers and walt's like no they're always 555 they're fake and this one it wasn't i'm like (laughs) holy cow so i wrote it down because i'm like could it be david's home number um, but no, Walt's like, no, it's just a New Jersey number. But anyway, um, and that's well, we're what, calling it after the show. After the show, we're calling it right now. <laughs> um, but that's when that's when I was saying earlier, you know, that's when um, David gets a hold of his sister and she's talking about fighting with Max. And he's like, no, mom and dad, I love them and don't fight with Max. And then he tries to kill himself with a with a little knife there in the phone booth, but he can't bring himself to do it. Yeah, a little Swiss army knife cutting his wrist yeah. the wrong way, I might add. Right, right, the wrong way, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just couldn't do it. So he takes off running to a porn theater where he sees Jack outside beckoning him in. Uh <laughs> Piccadilly <laughs> Circus. Yeah, right. And was it see you next Wednesday is the movie playing? Yeah. See you next Wednesday. That's another thing that he kind of sprinkles everywhere. Isn't yeah, it? now that one is yeah, yeah, yep. That one I did know about. Yeah. Now I was wondering about that. See you next Wednesday. Now, would it be like what I'm thinking of, you know, the play on words, see you next Tuesday for, you know, C-U-N-T. Yeah. Um, um, no, I think this is just something that he's got, like he's worked into different films. I think it's more like the, the uh, what was it called? Babs or whatever it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like the Babs thing where it's like something that he just sprinkles through there. And yeah, uh, yeah it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's oh, shit. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I, it's like a little random joke kind of thing. Yeah, I got random there for a second. I forgot what I was saying. What was Stephen talking about? I do like the conversation he has with everybody he's killed, though. Oh, yeah, right, because they're sitting in the back row, and, like, <laughs> by now, Jack's, like, a skeletal, basically. And, uh, like, they're telling, like, giving him, like, ideas how to kill himself, and they're, like, sleeping pills or hanging or a gun or a silver bullet or a knife or what Yeah, kind of and all the people are, like, you dick, you did this to me. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And the one guy's like, I have now, uh, he's like, tell that to my wife and my children who are now fatherless. Yeah. I like the couple too. She's like, come on now, go kill yourself. She's all happy. She's like, yeah, yeah still- I'm being dead, but she's like, yeah, probably kill <laughs> yeah I, I like that a lot. Yeah, they're um, a little too happy to be undead roaming the earth. I think I'd still be chipper. I'd be a chipper undead guy. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame we got a rot turn look like ass later, but it'd be fun. I know. I know. <laughs> Um, and then so, uh, um, 
I don't know why I did. I don't remember him ever the scene of him transforming in the theater. I don't know why I, I, I blocked that, but I don't remember it, but it's there. But we get the him transforming the theater and the patrons there and he's like, go away, run. And then we get like the wolf face and the howl and yeah. all that. But did I you see the nails? That. Did you see the fingernails protruding through the other fingernails, though? Yes. Oh, that yeah. looks so painful. Yeah, that was good, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That made me think of demons, actually. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, that that did, because <laughs> when they transformed, they would do that. Yeah. Also, also in the craziness of the Piccadilly Circus, where he's going around fucking everybody up and everybody's freaking out. It's yeah. very, very John Landis because you know he always oh, yes. car crashes and smashing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, those like, people that got ran over. Oh yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So we and then but in theater we got the little Bobby with the flashlight and he sees the remains and then the wolf is eating the, the person and everything and that's when they run out and close the rolling door and then like you guys were talking about it just like all hell breaks loose in Piccadilly Square with the car just like ramming into like the double decker bus and cars flipping and motorcycles. It's just he like, loved to destroy yeah. cars. I think it was basically after Twilight Zone. He's like, I'm stop. I'm going to stop using vehicles and <laughs> just yeah. blowing shit up. But yeah. yeah, he was always a big car chase and wreck kind of, you know, he always did a great, like there was a lot of killer car chases in Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm like a big car chase guy, but you know, it was fucking, yeah. Yeah. it was really good. Yeah. A lot of cars smashed and wasted, kind of like that Guinness and Creepers yeah. <laughs> four, right, and then that's when they kind of uh, the wolf heads down the dead end alley, and they realize that he's trapped, and the the bobbies are trying to control the crowd. But Alex arrives with the doctor, and she kind of breaks through and runs down the alley. And then, oh. like, David, is that you? And I'm thinking, bitch, it better be, otherwise you really put yourself in a load of harm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's heartbreaking. Oh, it, it is. 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 And for like a fleeting second, they showed the wolf's eyes, and it's like, does he remember her? But like, clearly he doesn't because he's going to go for it. Yeah. Like for a moment, death. his face would soften, and then you, yeah. you think it's like, oh, this is going to have a happy ending. And then you remember, wait a minute, I saw this movie before. It doesn't end happily. Yeah. And neither does the wolf man. It's interesting. It's, yeah. it ends the same way. It's almost, almost. Yep, and then he gets gunned down, and we see David nude, and I put thank you again, and then we just <laughs> thank you, thank you for all those nude shots, David. Oh, but shit. it is, it's so sad, it's so sad. It is, it's I really very- wanted those two crazy kids to work it out, you know? I know, but then yeah. I left, much like Rob, when we were talking about the evil dead, so, okay, now you've got this dead American and you've got to contact his parents in a different country and tell them, oh, he was shot by, you know, our, you know, police over here, the Bobbies, um, because he's a werewolf. That's not going to cause like an international incident. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It also um, it's also like it catches. I know you guys don't want to talk about but like that movie ends and you're just like, bro, you're like, oh, that's sad. And then all of a sudden, boom, 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 yeah. Music. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like, I don't want to hear this. I'm depressed. Yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, mm. well, anyway, so I'll let you guys go. So, Kenny, as our guest, would you recommend the movie? I would recommend absolutely. I recommend this movie to anybody who loves horror films. I I recommend it to anybody who loves creature films, who loves 80. Like, if you're a horror fan, it's a definite, and even if you're a horror comedy fan, then it's, it's great. I, I give it four stars. It's easily in my top 10. It really is. 
it's I love I love American Werewolf. I think we should later mention uh, American Werewolf in Paris. Just to- oh, I did want to get into that because there were a lot of <clears throat> excuse me, there were a lot of things that were reused in American Werewolf in Paris. Yeah. yeah, honestly, when I watched that movie, I'm like, if it wasn't for the shitty CG, I would have dug this. Like, huh. it's just the CG with the shitty werewolf. But the movie's not, it's not bad. It's not no American. I want anybody to think that's listening to this, that it's going to be that good. It's not, but it's, it's not bad. It's got so, a good soundtrack, uh, too. I have the soundtrack in American Werewolf. I remember taking my son to see it. And I, you know, we were... I loved American World London, so I made sure that he saw that it, it, you know pretty much age appropriate, you know. Yeah. And I was so disappointed with that movie. Like I was just like it felt like I'd been punched in the gut. Yeah. Yeah. The it's only like thing me and Bobby felt with Jeepers Creep. That's literally it's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> but I remember Tom Savini. It's funny that he's so open. Tom Savini talks a lot. Like every time he mentions bad CG, the he the first thing he mentions is that movie. But I remember the scene with the werewolf strapped to the gurney. Is he missing his lower leg? His... I don't know. I don't remember. He's got to crawl. But that scene is creepy as all get out. I remember that like really freaking me out. I'm like, okay, that's a good scene. I remember that. But yeah, I think the premise of that were it was the um, it was that uh, this faction of rebel werewolves who were talking about ethnic cleansing and, you know, superior race and shit like that. That's where it kind of lost me, you know? That yeah. to me sounded more like a premise for a Howling movie, the Howling series. Probably, yeah, yeah because they were they were all about that. They're like, you know, keeping purity in the werewolf bloodline and all that. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't the third one sort of something like that? Like Howling 3 was like, there was a cult or something? Wasn't the third the one, one marsupials? I have, I have the first, I have the first, Howling, and then I have my sister's a werewolf. I got the second one because Christopher Lee's in it. And, right. You know, Christopher I heard it take place in Transylvania, so I was like, sweet. But, you know, wasn't yeah. as good. Yeah, it was just because Christopher Lee's in it, Rob. No other reason. Well, Christopher Lee is awesome. Whatever. He bought it for the Sybil Danny. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm a completist, man. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like uh, Peter Lorre's in this movie. It's a piece of shit, but I have all of his other ones. I'll, put, I'll, I'll buy it. Now, there was talk briefly about John Landis's son. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Before his London. before his allegations, he was probably had that in the back. Yeah. So, Rob, what do you think about this one? Oh, uh, well, this comes from a time, like I said, um, late mid to late '80s, where I was watching, consuming all kinds of horror, like whatever I could find on HBO or VHS that friends would have. And so it's just like, I do have a romantic vision of all these films, seeing them again. Yeah. And so I definitely would recommend it to, to people who are newcomers to this. Like, you know, don't expect it to be like fucking matrix CGI type stuff. You know, you're looking at practical effects here. Um, and I think that makes it more real, more visceral. You're going to get a gut reaction from this no matter what. And good practical effects have like stood up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm speaking of which he was talking about, uh, Bobby was talking about videos. I'm glad, I know all three of us are like maybe half generation, whatever part we have different ages, but I'm glad that all three of us got to grow up searching through VHS tapes and renting VHS tapes. And, yes. 
Yeah, you know that was a great time in the eighties and nineties. I'm glad we got to be there for that. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. There was something very tactile about like you would you would see the cover and you would hold it and you could flip it over and read about it. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just you know, and did it? And it was like, did it come in the big clamshell case or was it like just a little cardboard case? And you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was just something very fun about it. It's it's. And I don't want to sound like that grumpy old man because I'm not like poo-pooing it, but it's it's a lot different just scrolling through a screen because after mm-hmm. all, it's all look the same. And I'm like, I, you know, I, I nothing is jumping out at me, you know, because it's just like a wall of just different images really fast, you know? Yeah. yeah. And there's also yeah. not just the tactile thing, but I, I remember I'm watching an episode of Buffy and uh Giles was talking about how um he was like books have a smell. And the olfactory senses, uh, memories are tied to olfactory senses and computers don't have a smell. Um, And I was, I was like, exactly. You know, when you, whenever you bought a new cassette tape, uh, VHS or a magazine, everything had a smell to it. Like you could smell the ink, you could smell the paper. And it was also that tactile sensation along with the olfactory. And it just, uh, you know, it kind of takes you back. Yeah, it reminded, uh, Sam Lee mentioned something similar about comic books. He said the smell and the feel, and he said you can't get that from a digital comic. It's not the same. Oh, no, no. Now, this will mean nothing at all to either one of you, and it may just be me, but Kiss, the band Kiss, used to make, like, baseball cards, but they were Kiss cards, and they had a very, very distinct smell. And every now and then, so I don't know, it was the ink or whatever, but every now and then I will get a whiff of something. I'm like, it's a kiss card. It smells just like a kiss card. I'm a huge kiss fan. I got a lot of stuff. I didn't know that you collect kiss cards either. I got to find the. Oh, yeah. But they have a very like if you can get a pack that's never been opened. I don't know if like old or one. I'm like ones that have been open. We'll still have it. But like if you can crack open a yeah. pack of kiss cards, they have a very distinct smell to them. Could yeah. it be the and same kind well, of scent? Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you're going to say Rob would agree. Like he's a music guy. Like, you know, it's the same with albums and CDs. Like I'd rather physically hold that record in my hand than download it, but it's still cool to download. I'm not pooing downloading either or streaming, but you know, I like the physical stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything has its pluses and minuses. Everything does, but yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that I had the opportunity to go in there and you know be like oh this box looks really cool and you get home and the movie looks like it's garbage you know the box and what you did <laughs> things or you know uh, you know what i mean or someone you know at the store said you know watch this movie you know or that whole interaction of going to the video store that was really cool you yeah, know, yeah and you meet people at the video store you know, too you meet other film fans you know, can't really get that in a red box or on your netflix well, they made me stop hanging out the red box. They're like, you know, get dressed and go home. <laughs> Maybe we should all three just hang out by red boxes and meet friends. <laughs> but, you know, you were talking about FYE, and that was like, uh, because my FYE was like so many things before that. It was like a, Peach, a Peaches Records, and then a Warehouse Music, and then Warehouse Records, and like so many things. Ours was too. It was the Sam Goody, then a Suncoast, then a... But yeah, but like I got to know all those people and we would talk, you know, movies or you knew who you could talk music with because yeah. everyone had a different like thing they were into. And it was just yeah. really great to have someone like that to bounce things off. Of. Yes. And it's, FYE, it's funny you mentioned that. That's where I got my first and I still own that copy of American Werewolf. 
that's where I got my first copy when I was 17 and I still have it. So thank nice. you, FYE. We miss you. We miss you, FYE. Oh, yeah. You know, I, play. I still refuse to eat there. It- <laughs> I just go in there and pee on the bathroom floor and I leave. <laughs> <laughs> this is for FYE and I just let it go. It's funny that, like you said, you had a place called Peaches and we had a place called Strawberries. And so, really? Yeah. And that's where we would get uh, music and video, like VHS movies, DVDs. Yeah. Um, this was just when DVDs were first coming out. I don't think Strawberries is still in business anymore. I think it turned into FYE, actually. Yeah, yeah. And I ate everything up and yeah. they just Yeah, but I love I loved physical media stores. Oh, uh, same here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Post and uh what were some of the other ones? Sam Goody. Sam um yeah. Yeah. Uh, was it called what was it? Chess? Was it um what was it? There was another one like that. Those were all like mall stores. Yeah. I'm sure some people who are listening to this are like, Yeah, I mean all film fans love physical media, but I'm sure there's some out there that are like Thank God I don't have to collect all these and they get rid of their shit. And I buy it, by the way. When you get rid of it, I buy your shit. <laughs> it all Everybody. it all ends up in Kenny's room. Take it to Goodwill oh. and flea markets. Yeah. I buy it. Uh, all those unopened uh, uh what was it? Uh Jeepers Creepers Reborn. <laughs> all the sealed, all the sealed Jeepers Creepers Jeepers Creepers, even the one that Bobby returned, I've got it. I can't return <laughs> it. It's digital. <laughs> oh, oh, see. See, that's why physical media is better. You could have got rid of that. Yeah, man, I know. It's <laughs> like I, sold it. I can't give this fucking movie away, man. I oh, own it for life. They lose, they lose <laughs> to it. Oh, God. <laughs> but so for me, I would definitely recommend the movie. I know I was like all yes. on the whole David Dot thing, which it is like a big thing for me, but it's a great movie. You know, all that aside, I love it so much. Yeah. A great creature feature, uh, a fantastically like written um script the script is really tight um i think it's got a really fast pace uh you're not gonna be sitting there like bored for hours before something happens yeah it, it does move at a great pace at least yeah. and uh john landis said he wrote that script when he was 17 and went straight he held he held on to it forever and then when he finally filmed it he used the same script so that's interesting that a 17 year old you know is that cool. fucking good of a writer that's cool. Yeah. But I just, and the music, everything just comes together like so succinctly. It's just perfection in my mind. Yes. It's one of my favorite horror films. Um, I mean, it's no virus, but it's pretty good. <laughs> You're just partial to Jamie Lee Curtis. That's all. Okay. I do love her, but yeah, I would totally recommend it too. I, I, I just love it so much. Yeah. Everybody go buy copies of it or rent. Well, it'd be better to buy them, but find it. Isn't yeah. it it's streaming somewhere? I thought maybe it's not. It's on Prime. That's where I saw it. Okay. 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 It's one of those movies I would dare say that I don't think you can really call yourself a horror fan if you've not at least seen it once. Yeah, you kind of got to see that flick at least once. You got to see it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, and then um, Rob, is it our next viewing is going to be the fall? Is that correct? That's correct. We're going to be watching, re-watching The Fog. All right. So I've already got my really tight sweater and my uh, Adrian Barbo wig ready to go. Adrian Barbo. So do you, do you now have your own radio station in a lighthouse? I do. And I'm going to be talking like this. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You just gave me chills. She takes, she, she takes those things out at the top of it. She's like right at the top of the tower. Oh, that, was, that was a great flick. I'm excited about that episode. I might stop by. 
if I'm allowed one. Oh, you should. That would be amazing. <laughs> For the yeah. fall. Yeah. And then if you would like, now, Kenny, do you have anything that you, I know you are have your hands in so many things. Is there anything you want to plug of your own? Um, uh, right now, uh, we're starting up, we're doing a Star Trek episode and we're doing a interview with, we should be doing an interview with Jeff Daniel Phillips. Uh, he used to be the guy who gave man. He's in a lot of Rob Zombie stuff. So yeah, nerd culture shock. Always check that out on YouTube. Um, and I'm writing a script right now. We'll get more into that later, but that's the only thing I was going to plug. If I was going to plug, I would definitely plug this show on other shows. So. Oh gosh. Thank you so much. That's so kind of you. Thank you. Well, yeah, I'm going to definitely we'll tell everybody about this. So. Thank you. Thank you. And if those people would like to get in touch with us at Instagram, it is midnight mass creature cast. Yep. Yes. And uh, definitely give uh, that page a follow. And Please. also, if you, you know, you just want to reach out to us, you have any movie recommendations that you'd like to hear us cover in the future. I mean, we'll probably get to it at some point, but, you know, we might take into consideration to do it a little bit sooner, perhaps. But that oh, is MMC. Can I recommend Martin from Rock uh, oh. Heroes? Martin? Yes. The only thing is that it may be hard for Rob to find, but I got my hands on the Spanish import of it. But yes. I'll fucking mail Rob a copy. I don't care. I'll just, he can bring, he can send mine back a week later. I don't know how long it'll take, but <laughs> I've seen it enough. I'll just send it to him. I love Martin. I do too. It's wonderful. It's too, it's too bad that George Romero, he did. It's the same with Wes Craven. They, they could have directed a lot of different things that were non-horror, but they never got the shot really. Right. And yeah. they did a little. But George, thank you guys so much for letting me be uh, a guest today. I really appreciate it. And this was a blast. Oh, no, I loved having you on, Kenny. I'm just excited now for George Romero's Little Women. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see George Romero do Officer and a Gentleman. Oh, don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> amazing. You know, you know, Rob, I hear uh, I hear Rob Zombie's a big fan of your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is it because we uh, both have the same first name? I, mean, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> it might be. That's he's cool. Like, not he's as cool. jealous that your name's Robin. You also do metal, so he's trying to. Um, <laughs> if only we could get Sherry Moon to become a fan, then my day would be made. Well, you know, you guys know I did. I did interview uh, Dan Roebuck. I could maybe have him come on our show sometime and talk about. I mean, he's been in so much fucking stuff. So, you know, maybe we can have some. I'll bring in a celebrity guest sometime, and we can bullshit with him. You know? Oh, fun, Stacy Q. Oh, hell yeah, please. <laughs> Pat yes. Benatar, yes, let's get Pat Benatar on the podcast. Pat Benatar, yes, horror fan that she is. <laughs> I really, I kind of want to get David now, David Nottam now for Mark, so he can... Oh my God, I'd be in heaven. I don't think he's, I, do, do uh, restraining orders have a time limit? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I think that restraining order from 83 still on. <laughs> <laughs> He hears my voice and just screams and starts shaking again. <laughs> he goes into a fetal position. <laughs> it's like that one pod we did, Rob, with the ICP guys. They just disappear. It's like, where did you go? It's oh, like, yeah, yeah. They, they were like, fuck this show. We're, we're not coming on here. <laughs> he just leaves. <laughs> All because Brandon called him a fucking juggalos. Yeah, I just mentioned oh. juggalos. I was like, Brandon, what are you doing? It's like that one episode that uh, he was, Brandon was asking, uh, 
one of the lead singers of something. He's like, who do you hate? I'm like, don't ask him who he hates. He's not going to tell you that. He doesn't, because nobody wants to talk about the people that are like, when you ask an actor, what actor is the biggest asshole? They don't want to get into that. Right. They, they really don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Going to the Paltrow. That's a good old Brandon. Um, so yeah, dude, I, I love, would you guys do this every Sunday? Every other day. We do this every other day. Uh, we take a day off to sleep and then we just, just record and record. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I'm on. I love, I'm a big fan of Carpenter in the Fog. So I, if, uh, yeah, my guest on that, if it's cool, I'll do some research. Yeah, we're, that one would be next. We do it every Sunday. The basis, what we did today, we do every Sunday. This is better than church. <laughs> this is our church. This is a good Sunday. Our exactly. Our church, our, our church is the mass. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is what we do every Sunday. I absolutely love it. I can't wait to. Now, where do I find? Is it on? Do you guys have this pod everywhere? Or is it like on? Can I find it anywhere? Oh yeah, it's everywhere. It's on. Uh, it's on the Suplex City Limits Network. Um, and also it's got its own feed. So just look up midnight mass creature cast and Fuck, yeah. be sure okay, to find well, it. Definitely will. Definitely will. Yeah. If you know what's good for you. If you know what's good for you, I'm yeah. going to spread the word. Cause I honestly, I'd like to be a part of this work. Cause I I've been asking people forever. I'm like, can somebody please have me on a pod where we talk about cinema? Like somebody. Um, oh yeah, no, I, I, I'm so thankful that Rob reached out to me. Yeah. This is wonderful. See, originally it was supposed to be uh, me, you, and Kenny, but Kenny had a lot of shit going on at that time. Yeah, my aunt passed away. My grandma passed away in the same week and a half, and now his dad has cancer. That's where I'm at right now, taking care of him. He's upstairs, and, you know. Oh, give her, her, I don't know what you, not sympathies, but just let her know I'm sending positive vibes her way. That's never a good thing to go through. Oh, I definitely will. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, lost so much weight and you know he's yeah it's strange because he was a dude took care of himself worked out a lot and then it just happened so oh you can't i mean yeah you never know what curveball life's gonna throw you absolutely man it's like you mark you've got so many films like i'm i've never seen your collection in a whole but i'm i'm sure it's makes mine look like shit i've and i've been collecting mine since i was like a kid you you have so many obscure Oh. movies like you find so many like you have to realize i'm like 55 years old so i've been doing this for a long long time. oh man you have so many like i'll see a movie i'm like the fuck did he get find that at so i i mean i i'm not lying when i say that i have loved film my whole life like i was a little tiny kid watching movies like i and horror movies especially like i remember being yeah. shitless by vincent price but like i'd come you know i'd, I'd run off and i you know get up the courage to go back and watch a little bit more. And then I'd run off and I watch a little bit more, but like, I've always loved it. I, I just, it's, I don't know what it is. I feel like you and Vincent Price would have been the best friends ever, Mark. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. I love him so much. I just think he's the coolest guy. I just, yeah. He he was in on it. If that makes any sense. Like he he got it, you know? Yeah. I didn't know until recently that he was, I guess he was openly bisexual. I had no idea. Well, his daughter. So. Yeah. But that's awesome. I fucking love him so. I've always loved Christ, man. Yeah. No, I think he's very. House on Haunted Hill, you know the original. That'd be a fun one for you guys to do one day. Well, yeah. Rob is sticking with eighties and nineties. Eighties and nineties sounds fucking terrific. Yeah. Like 
there's well you guys there's so many 80s films that people even i don't know exactly you know how many they made in the 80s where they were just yes (laughs) right well same thing with the 90s too i mean there's so many and that's what i think is cool is to talk about films that other people might not even know about yeah 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 there's a lot of them and i'll probably learn a lot because like i said the one film you guys did i hadn't heard of and i'm like well i'm learning something here no i think you would like the kindred don't you think rob Oh, absolutely. I mean, I loved it. And that was my first time watching it. Yeah, I the Kindred. And that's what I want this to be about is like, because I'm not one of those people It's like, oh, it's cool. I don't want other people to know about it. I'm like, no, everyone needs to see yeah. it. They need this in their life. Yeah, it's But, uh, sorry, I'm on my computer looking up. I was looking up uh, something. Um, but yeah, it's. Yeah, every time I see your posts, I also love your reviews, Mark. They're really, I really like them. Oh, that's very sweet of you. Thank you. I so mean keep that, on those. I mean that with the from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really love those fucking reviews, dude. Because sometimes I'm like, does anyone read these actually, or am I just posting these? Because people write me, I'm like, I just answered your question in the. Did you not read this? <laughs> yeah, I wonder that too when I write a review or something. I'm like. Yeah. Did people like it because the picture or did they read it? Yeah. I, yeah. I do wonder that sometimes. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, oh, well. But yeah, even if they see the picture that makes them want to watch it, I'm like, go for it. But sometimes yeah. I feel bad because I'm like, don't take my posting as like a recommendation necessarily. Because I'm just kind of telling you what the movie's about. I'm not saying it's good. <laughs> well, you're like me. You, you, talk, you mentioned before about how you post things so you remember what you saw. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, I forget I, shit that I watch, really. I, you know. Well, and I also don't want to crap on some movie that someone else made. I have it. I have it now. Yeah. No, Rob and I were talking about it. I, you can't, or I don't think I could limit myself to just like, I'm just going to watch this one type of movie and that's all it is. You, you, I mean, my interests are too, too broad you know me like, too i have way too many we all like too many things yeah yeah you're missing out on so much if you're not really exactly. trying exactly yeah. right or you'll see a movie like or a horror movie or something you'll be like wow i love that that thespian i want to see what else they did and now like take you off into other things that they've done that may not be horror but it's a really awesome movie right you know you just branch off yeah it's uh I, apparently i was reading earlier john landis said that he regretted he had to cut the scene where Alex and David were in the sh- like having sex. Apparently it was more explicit and they had him cut it down to make it less explicit. I regret that too. <laughs> I regret that. And it also, that. I was yeah. reading about it. It mentioned the piece of toast too, that you were talking about earlier where it fell through his neck. It's funny. Those were the two things that bothered the MPA. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's so yeah. odd. They definitely weren't bothered by a naked man enticing a child to come over <laughs> right absolutely right, not because right. maybe a lot of the producers you know maybe they did that in their downtime i don't know right but you know <laughs> not i mean don't take this out of context but like now where we are now anything like that even when you put an adult with a child everyone's already got that oh there's something up you know and it's like yeah. oh there was a time when like adults could interact with children and it didn't mean they wanted to sleep with them yeah, there was an episode of the Munsters. I don't know if you guys remember it, but there was a scene. There was an episode where he met a little boy, and and he was like, "Nice to meet you, Galen." And he's like, "You call me Uncle Herman, and we'll hang out." And right, it's like, yeah, you can't now, do that today. Like, you know, oh, that's problematic. 
can yeah. you tell your adult you like can you imagine that kid today being like i met a guy named uncle herman and we're hanging out yeah yeah no i mean it i mean I, I, it's good on one hand that people are more aware because now we don't have as many serial killers just picking people up right and left but yeah. It's also yeah. kind of sad that we're in a society now where you have to be so afraid of everyone just maybe being kind to you. He was uh, he was just he was trying to keep that kid that. warm with body I was just heat. Thinking that body <laughs> heat. Yeah, I'm gonna write in my journal how I stayed with Mark and he was he pulled out of bed and was like, You can lay next to my bed. And then I <laughs> There's room for two in my underwear. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute! I didn't think you wore underwear. (laughs) I didn't say wear. (laughs) I'm bald. I got to keep my head warm. Oh, yeah! (laughs) Zing! (laughs) Drum drum roll, please. Right, right. Yeah, no, I just, I don't know. I, I, it, it, it does make me sad that. And I, but I get, I truly get both sides, but it is sad that you can't just be kind to people, you know, and, and, I, and have no ill intent, but I do understand how, yeah, you don't want to, to say your kid, it's okay to talk to everybody because then you end up with no kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. and I've said, you know, we live in a world now you got to, like, I will compliment a lady or something They're like, what if you, you know, you got to be careful. It's weird. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. Um, yeah you do you have to kind of think about everything which uh yeah you, you can't be behind bushes trying to get balloons <laughs> naked <laughs> you, you can't rent videos I hate yourself. yeah you can't go into piccadilly circus for a sex movie anymore you no. know that's another thing i forgot who it was maybe it was rob zombie who was saying like they they made they cleaned up the violence and the dirtiness of New York. But he's like he was like I also miss though going to the old dirty porno. Like it was just like the way it was when it was the taxi driver. You know, it was like New York was kind of interesting then. Yes, um, Walt and I talk about that all the time because like I love like seventies films and like I want to go back. I I may not make it through it, but I want to go back to that seventies and I want to see like a double feature in like 42nd street where like you're watching it with homeless people and sex workers. And, you know, I, I just want yeah. to experience one time. Yeah. He mentioned how he was in a movie. It was just a double Kung Fu movie. And he said somebody got stabbed in the theater while they were just watching the movie. Yeah. I just, it was like, it was adventurous back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what's his face? Uh, Quentin Tarantino talks about going with his stepfather, you know, to see movies like that too. And I'm just like, it just seems so, CD. Yeah, it was a CD yeah. time. Yeah, Travis Bickle tell you all about it. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it'd be very interesting. Um, but it's like the old the Joker too. Like I, I like that dirty New York kind of style, Scorsese yeah. and shit. You know, mm-hmm. it's cool shit. Yeah. 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 Things so sanitized. Yeah. Yeah. No more porno theaters. <laughs> well, we need to make a maybe I've thought about that before. It's like maybe I just need to make a low budget porno film that has really good acting, has a good story. People actually stick with it. <laughs> I get on that. Uh, speaking of which, I love the porno movie in this in this uh, movie. 
where the guy oh, comes yeah. and starts yelling at his wife and she's like, I don't know you. Yeah, he's like, oh, sorry, my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's like... like there was a phone call. Well, the phone call was weird too, but I don't remember what it was. But I remember the phone call was like really weird too in the film. Yeah, I don't remember what yeah. that was about either. Yeah, it was very odd. The, the whole porn thing was very odd. Thank you for doing this with us, Kenny. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you, you guys. I, I really have missed Bob. I've missed all you guys. I love, I love podcasts. I love cinema. I love talking about it. So I really appreciate you guys having me on. And I might, uh, if everything's okay, I might slide in uh, and guess for the fog or something. Yeah. Slide into those DMs. I will. I'm sliding to your DMs again. <laughs> Rob's getting sick of me being naked in his DMs. <laughs> now you are going to copy and send me those, right, Rob? Uh, yeah, I, I've already sent them to you, actually. Thank you. That's what friends are for. Yeah, that's what <laughs> friends are for. <laughs> I hope we do that this live. I'd like to meet you guys one day, do a live fucking show. Hey, that would be fucking rad, man. I'd like that. I can't believe I just sounded like a California dude and said that'd be rad. Well, I did. Yeah. I'm like, suddenly Rob has like a surfboard and like, <laughs> and he thinks it's bodacious. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> bodacious. And your hair's in your <laughs> Shit, dude. I'm really glad we did this film too. I love it. So. Yeah. No, I do love this one a lot, a lot. Now let's do like silver bullet howling America. Yes. London. Can you rate those three? Like one to three. Rate, rate them. Uh, well, I'd say American Werewolf first. Then I'd say it's hard with Silver. Damn, I don't know. I guess then I'd say the Howling and Silver Bullet. But I fucking love Silver Bullet. Yeah, I always forget how good it is until I watch it. And I'm like, God, I love this movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure on the set they had to tell everybody, "Look, Busey's going to touch you." So just. You had to tell Corey Haim, Busey's going to grab your ass. Just well, I'm worried it. about the poor girl. Did she have to worry about Mr. Busey? <laughs> I have no Jeannie, idea. Did Jeannie have to worry? I have no idea. Actually, so, I don't think back then. I hear a lot of times, I think back, back then he was fine. I didn't know about this, but apparently he had a bad motorcycle accident. And yeah. He, he, his brain was fucked up. And so ever since then, he's kind of just been outlandish and strange. But, yeah. Yeah. So, Rob, how would you rate these? Um, I was thinking about what my order would be. I would say it would be Howling, American Werewolf, and then Silver Bullet. Okay. So, I my number three is easy. It would be uh, Silver Bullet, easily. Yeah. I have a hard time with one and two. Um, I feel like those would change. But right now, I would say American Wolf in London. Howling and then Silver Bullet. Yeah. I'll be well, honest with you. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, well, Joe Dante and Landis, you know, those were guys that had, they were like us. They loved the monster movies. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't even know who directed Silver Bullet, but um, those those directors really had a passion and you can see it in those two movies. Not that Silver Bullet has no passion. It's great. It was, um, that was his only movie and he just did a bunch of TV shows. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's the only. If you guys want to see a movie where a werewolf fuck you up with a baseball bat, check out Silver Bullet. Right. No, they. We. I was talking to Rob about this. They had originally. Uh, we're talking in talks with uh, Don Coscarelli from Phantasm to direct. Oh, it. to do that one. Yeah, but he had a falling out with. Uh, um, oh, help me, uh, Rob. What's the guy? The. the uh, 
Oh shit! Dino De Laurentiis. Dino De Laurentiis. Yes, yeah. that's right. I was trying to think. Like I knew he had an Italian name. That's all I remembered. Yeah. Wow. So he could have almost directed that. Yeah. Guys, have a good night, and I will talk to you both later. All right. Okay. Thank you. It was great yeah, having you, you Kenny. Thanks Bye. again, Mark. Bye. Right. Bye. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.